On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt is back and talking about his trip to Galaxy's Edge. But the dudes don't stop there as they dive into new Funko Pop and Black Series figures to collect, as well as breakdowns of the latest issues of Vader and the Rise of Kylo Ren. Of course, they break down the Clone Wars S7E4 while also speculating on how the new Ahsoka thread may play out starting in Episode 5. And finally, they reveal this week's Top 5 Star Wars Fan Artist Features, complete with a Haywood Pop Shot Breakdown bonus. Good sir, cue that music. Galaxy's Edge, and I probably have COVID-19, and that intro was way too long, but I'm excited. I've been out of the pilot's chair for two weeks now. You know, I got some energy build up. I've been quarantined since I got back from Galaxy's Edge, so I'm going a little stir-crazy. Hopefully, you still have some eardrums left. I apologize, but I don't, because you know that's how we roll here at the Star Wars Time Show. Primetime edition. That's right, Matt and Nick, we're back. Taylor was here last week. She tried to take my seat. She tried to kick me the fuck out of the Falcon. But I've returned, and she graciously allowed me to sit back in my captain's chair. So, Nick, first and foremost, just wanted to say you guys were awesome in my absence. It was good to hear another voice on the Star Wars Time Show, uh, in particular one that wasn't our dumbass voices. Yeah, it was it was fun, and you know, I I had a little bit of uh, revelation, you know, revelatory conversations with Taylor. I had no idea her fucking favorite character was C three PO, and it was a good time. You know, it was. It <laughs> That's was what weird. I mean. There's some good stuff in there. So, <laughs> if if you diehards didn't stick around. For one reason or another, first off, cane yourself, right? Yeah, that's fucked up. Kick, kick, kick yourself in your dick. Go ahead. We'll give you some time. Okay. Done? All right. Your ball's hurting a little bit? Good. Go back and listen to, what was it, 101? Yeah, 101. Episode yeah, episode 101. 101. It, it was good. I, I mixed it while I was down in Florida getting ready to go to the beach, and it, they really had a nice little conversation. So I'm glad she was able to fill in. We didn't have to bring on someone like Sir Dork to forget his recording, and then <laughs> Nick would just have to record the show again anyways. Uh, so it's all, it's all good, and, and I'm back from Florida. So before we get into the topics, as you heard from the bozo that announces them, there's, there's some stuff to talk about, but I do want to kind of dish on my first ever visit to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I hit the one up in the, was it Disney World, Nick? Yes, Orlando, Florida. Okay, there you go. Florida's world, California's land. Both of them are you shut know what? down now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Literally like three days after I was there. So more than likely... Uh, my family and I, we are carrying COVID-19. Yeah. I mean, there's almost no doubt we have it. We'll be having uh, quarantine casts here soon. Matt's going to yeah. walk us through his symptoms as he's going through them. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, sometimes you guys, I think they think we're in, the, we're in a studio or something, especially when we have a really good sound and mix. But we're, we're actually thousands of miles away. So we'll be able to, unless one of us dies, we'll, we should be able to continue the Star Wars Time Show throughout this pandemic throughout the lockdown uh so keep keep those motherfucking browsers and smartphones and tablets tuned to your boys at the swts but anyways back to galaxy's edge so all right nick i did it 
the full day. Uh, did everything. I was up at 4.45. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. 4.45, because this is what you have to fucking do if you want to ride the Rise of Resistance. Uh, we were at Hollywood Studios by, I think it was 6.30 in the morning. Nice, nice. That's a good turnaround time for a little kid. Yeah, maybe maybe 7 at the latest. We got into the park. They, they were letting people in right around 8. And then we hit the mass of people, dude. Ooh. Like the people... The, the amount of motherfuckers waiting at the gates to get into Edge from Hollywood Studios was probably, I don't know, 300 people deep. Damn. As wide as the street, so I'd say at least 20 to 30 people shoulder to shoulder. And at 8 o'clock is when you can start reserving the ride. And they only, how many, how many boarding passes do they give out now per day? I think it's like 90. Yeah, okay, so they've upped it a little bit. All right, so what did you get? What was your number? So check this out. I mean, literally, we're there in time. We're in the park. We, we opened the app right when you were able to, to reserve the ride. The first phone got group 61. Holy shit. And it, I'm telling you, it's within two or three seconds of it opening. Yeah. Second group got 90. Oh, the last one. Ah. Yeah. Nice. And then I'd say within 30 seconds, they were already on standby groups. Yeah. Jesus, dude. That's so... Okay, so, yeah, the, the rumors are true. You have to be there before the park opens. Literally, like, the door, the doors to Edge weren't even open yet. So as soon as it's 8 o'clock and you can get into your Disney app and look at your, you know, your wristband and all the people's names you have tied to that shit, you can get in there and reserve, but it still goes so fucking quick. So... You know, whatever. We, we, we got secured, so I felt good. I'm like, shit, we got two chances at this motherfucking thing. Even if it breaks down, we'll be all right. Okay, so then we walk into the park, and that's when I get the first, like, oh, ah, you have made it to Star Wars on Earth. You know, it's like yeah. I almost wanted to have a mass, it, like a Catholic mass to celebrate. It is. It's like a reverential experience when you walk in, and <clears throat> boom, it just, like, hits you. It's crazy. Ridiculous. And the crowds were fucking insane, dude. I mean, it had to have been 10 times more people than when you went in November. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you know all the tricks. You told me it was going to fucking suck. I knew it was going to suck people-wise, and you were 100% right. Uh, according to my mother that lives there and was a year, year uh, pass holder last year, it was the most crowded she's ever seen. Hollywood Studios and then the next day, the Magic Kingdom. Wow. Okay. So that's... Literally as people are dying from COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's getting like, great you know, attendance. If we're going to fucking go out, we're going out in the happiest place on earth. So, you know, that's right. what they so, do. So we get in, we run in, just hordes of motherfuckers running through Batu, And we went in, I would call it the long entrance. It's not the Toy Story entrance. Yeah, yeah. I know, you know what, what I'm talking, talking about. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if people, you've been to the park before, there's two ways in. There's one right from Toy Story Land, then there's another one kind of like, around uh, like the, the Muppets shit, Yeah, right? the Muppet 3D. So that's actually, you would pass by the old Star Wars shop. It's still open, like the Tatooine yeah, 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 shop. Yeah, you, pass yeah, you, by you walk right by Star Tours and shit to get to the, the main entrance. Yep. So we get in and everyone starts running and I'm like, okay, they're running for the fucking Falcon. Right? Yeah, I would uh, assume so. We had a fast pass. So, again, the stress was kind of low on, on a lot of the big stuff. My mom hooked it up. We were staying on resort, so we got a little more access than other people. Nice. Uh, but we're like, hey, fuck it. Let, let's, I, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to see everything. So, uh, of course, the Falcon, in my opinion, is probably the, 
the, the biggest thing to see in the park. I mean, it's like, wow, that, okay, this is, does feel like I'm on a Batu. Yes. Yeah. So we get there and the, and the queue's already lining up. I'm like, shit, they got a single rider's line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Single and, uh, rider wasn't open when I was there, but they were opening oh. it like right after we left or something. It is the way to go, my friends. Oh, yeah. Like, if you can't get fast pass and you don't have a hard on for sitting with your other group of people you're there with, you can single ride the Falcon, I'd say, every 15 minutes. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I mean, there's no more than a 15 minute wait to single ride it. So we had reservations at the canteen at 845. So that is the actual Oga's Cantina? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Dude, I, I did everything one can do at the park in a single day outside of whatever the fuck the Den of Antiquities is. The, oh, man. The Den of Antiquities, is that where they have the other, like, the named character lightsabers and stuff like that? I, I would I would assume so. Okay. So because it, there, there was always a wait to get into it. Wow. Okay. Because that's where they sell, like, the the holocrons and it's like a big shop yeah it, it has to be because you, you're right because you know they, they they're like oh you can get accessories for your lightsaber but yeah. there ain't shit in in zavi's or savi's workshop there's they ain't dick no yeah you know, they're all they're all in character pretending it's you know the fucking jedis and this shit uh, okay so that's the only thing i didn't do so i had reservations for it all the cantina the the droids the lightsaber falcon we got the rise so i was set right like, yeah perfect day okay so we continue on we, we did the single ride roll over to the cantina now it's quarter to nine not the best time to be at a cantina <laughs> no, right it's all alcoholic beverages are mostly alcoholic beverages right i mean they, they i got the blue milk with the cookie on it because that wasn't alcohol yeah. and uh you know charlie got one of the drinks that that fizzles and shit yeah uh but it, it was cool i mean it, it it's definitely a cool atmosphere i liked it i did feel like i was in challenge shit like that Oh, but it's still, I mean, you're sardine the fuck in there. You you're are. on a timetable. You there's can't really move. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing to eat. I mean, everyone's just standing next to each other. I will say it, that when I was there, we I was there with Taylor and my little cousin. She was 20, so she was not old enough to drink. And Taylor and I bought her <laughs> an alcoholic beverage there and slipped it behind our back to her. And she had the whole thing, and we almost got kicked out. So that was my experience at Oakland. Oh, nice. So they actually figured out that you were giving her booze. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even check our IDs. No, I mean, they didn't check me. I think they checked Taylor. I mean, yeah. at, at this point, I look so fucking old that they're like, yeah, he's definitely over 21. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, anyways, the, the canteen is neat. It was fun. It, it, it's just cool to walk into someone with a sliding door. You, you, you do get the immersion aspect. But outside of that, it's like, meh, I could care less if I do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, after cantina, it was more just kind of wait and walking around i think that's when we did kind of the the market street you know where it's the the little shops and shit yeah yeah like the little sidewalk in shops yeah i mean i i checked out the they that that landing craft that's kind of next to the falcon you had kylo ships sitting there so we we're just kind of walking around checking things out and then i think up next was the no we had to go do the frozen show back in hollywood Studios. oh yeah so you had to leave <laughs> right but after that that's when we came and i did the little droid thing with my three-year-old soon to be four-year-old and, and that was that was awesome yeah uh, that was a great experience again just fucking packed luckily we had reservations so we didn't have to wait an hour um but it was fun man that, that's cool you know you get she picked a damn ball droid though oh which, yeah like the, the most basic in terms of the customization you can do. <laughs> but she got her little purple, all purple BB-8. That's what she calls it. Yeah. It's BB-8 purple is, is the name. <laughs> oh, I saw it. I saw the video. You posted up a video on 
uh, IG. I saw her playing with it. So, and then you made one too, right? There's two. Y'all made two. No, we brought my friend's daughter, who's 13. Like okay. we just, you know, she's had some medical issues, brain trauma, this, that, and the other thing. And so she didn't get go, didn't get to go on her eighth grade DC trip. So we're like, hey, fucking Neve, you want to roll down to Florida with us? You're more than welcome. And she came and, and had a good time. But no, she she actually built a ball droid as well. Oh wow, you don't uh, even have an R2 unit. That's what that's <sighs> what I mean. R2. But I was like. I'm not going to do it because I knew a few hours later I was going to drop two hundy on the fucking sabers. Yeah. I was like, I'm, it's good. It's, I'm okay. <laughs> but they're, they're nice little droids, though. I mean, they, they, they're they got good little motors in them. I mean, the the ball droids seem to navigate pretty well. Yeah, yeah. They work uh, really But, it, again, just a fun process. A lot of the Galaxy's Edge, as advertised, is the immersion. Uh, I will tell you, there, there really ain't much to do. There isn't. Yeah. I mean, unless you're waiting in line or has have a reservation there isn't much to do you could probably walk through edge without any line standing or anything in in an hour tops yeah yeah there's i mean there for us there's a lot to see and there's a lot of like oh my god but like if you're just going in to kind of walk around the park yeah it is it's a relatively small area and really your your attractions are the falcon now rise of the resistance you have ogus cantina the lightsaber build and then the droid build and that's right. that's really it and if you don't do the lightsaber or droid build you're really only talking about three things you can do oh there. dude totally i mean I'll, I'll get into my final review at the end here because there, there was some fantastic shit so you know after the droid more waiting around time maybe dipping over to hollywood to kill time uh rolling through star tours just because you, you know you feel bad for him because no one wants to ride it anymore yeah uh but then we come to the savi's workshop all right hands down the best thing a a diehard fan can do at at galaxy's edge is building your own custom lightsaber oh yeah dude so it's not even close i mean i'm not to the resistance ride yet that shit is fucking magic but in terms of the fan I am and, and an experience I wanted, what you get to do for it's maybe even 15 minutes, it's not very long, in Savi's workshop is fucking fantastic. So okay? when so when you were there, when you first got to like the outside area where they like still all in character and they're like, hey, don't let anybody know what you're doing here. This is, you know, lightsabers are not an okay thing. Yes, but... Not that much. I mean, I, trust me, I, I saw all the character stuff that Charlie loved that shit when they do their little skits and or they just run across the park like Ray's getting chased. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually caught Ray and one when she's trying to get behind the park and get to another location, but Charlie just wanted to talk to her and, like, and, and show her the the little Ray doll she brought with her. <laughs> uh, but it is like the main Ray actress, the one that you see on a lot of YouTube and. And she looked up at us like, oh, this is so cute. So, <laughs> you know, my, my kid's not going to go viral because I didn't put it on YouTube. But it, it was a fun moment. But back to the light, the lightsaber build, dude. And, and you did this, too. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's great. But it's almost, you know, someone like me that I almost have like an OCD when it comes to choice. Especially when you have a clock, you know. Yeah. It's not like you could just sit there all day and figure out the combination you want because... This is the way it goes if you haven't been there. You you essentially pick from a kit. I think there's like five kits that uh, define types of Jedi, you know, like more defensive-minded Jedi, offensive-minded Jedi, and then there's a Sith one. Elemental. Like a, yeah. yeah, elemental, natural people. And within your kit, Nick, you have what? There's one, two, three, four, five. 
It's like five or six pieces of the saber you get to customize. Yeah, and then there's at, at least two or three pieces or two or three variants of each piece as well. So lots of yes, options. Exactly. So like what Nick's saying, the the hilt of your saber, you'll have two options. You can go A or B within your chosen Jedi or Sith way. Then the handle, then the switch, then the um, the bottom of the emitter, then the top emitter. All right, so you're in there and you're doing all this. So you got this guy, everyone's themed out. You know, it feels like you're in a a, a Star Wars galaxy type of uh, workshop. They got the music going. Yoda taps in. You, mm-hmm. you got to put your crystal in first, and it goes like, like it's lighting up, and you build it. It, it is fun, uh, and then. Yeah, we might have talked about this when Nick did it, but the the ceremony at the end where like the little helper <sighs> people, you know, they take your finished tilt after you have it proudly displaying on the mount for the main uh, sabi to come around, and be like, oh yeah, 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 you know, <laughs> talking a bunch of bullshit. It's like, all right, dude, I get it. You gotta do what you gotta do, but I'm almost forty. You don't have to pretend that you're in Star Wars. But anyways, they turn out all the lights. Yoda comes in and, and speaks to you through the Force. And then we all reach for our hilts, and these little glass doors slowly open, and they light up, and you're like, ah. <laughs> you know, it's like a real Knights of the Round Table moment. Yeah. You know, we're getting ready to knight somebody. So it was fun. Like, that, to me, felt like the most Star Wars uh, immersed thing you could do at the park. Yeah, that is definitely the most immersive experience. I mean, the droid build is fun. But it's kind of chaotic. Like, it's supposed to feel chaotic because you're in, like, a junkyard. Yeah, imagine being in the uh, the Ugnot boiler room in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that's basically That's essentially what it is. Like, you just have fucking parts on a belt and little kids and parents and other fans and they're grabbing at them and trying to get to a station when their number's called to put it together with a screwdriver in this shit. Yeah, yeah. So, that- uh, But the lightsaber is much more calm. It is kind of zen out. I mean, they don't pretend that you're, you're Jedi. You're essentially people going around scavenging shit. Uh, to to build these type of things Uh, but when I got out you know I'm like fuck I should have done this I should have picked that one should have picked that one so I'm already sitting here going I love my lightsaber I mean I've owned I own master effects and all that your force effects now dude these things feel so nice and heavy they are yeah dude they're weighty and I I've held like some of the force effects ones like some of them are plastic some of them are like cheaper like aluminum really light these are hefty the like they feel well made and yes yeah these feel like what a real sword maker would make a hilt feel like because a hilt had to have a good counterweight to the blade now obviously not a lightsaber because the blade wouldn't weigh anything but i'm talking like real swords like the hilt would also have to have good weight and that's what this this feels like i could swing it and fucking kill people yeah yeah if you had an uh, a commensurate blade to chop somebody's head off you could definitely do that <laughs> right like i, I almost want to weld in titanium or, or, or steel and this will just be my new beater essentially <laughs> instead of using a bat i'll just pull this from under my bed and start whacking people with it oh yeah i do do you feel like the hilt is slightly too thick though yes it it I like I've obviously never held an actual prop lightsaber from a from a film, but it looks like when you see anybody holding them that their hand usually wraps either all the way around the hilt or very close to all the way around the hilt. 
and right. these are a little thicker. Now, I mean, like, I don't have what you call big hands. I have, like, average-sized hands for my body size. So I don't know. I mean, probably if fucking LeBron James holds this, he's like, yeah, this feels about right. But, you know what they say about little hands, Nick. Yeah, I know. It's, it's disappointing, too. Little they, hands, little feet. They match up. <laughs> they match up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it... I think as a piece, it it still looks good. Like I, I think I'm gonna display mine uh, saber out and maybe mount it one of my my glass shells with all my Star Wars Barbies. But it is a little thick, but it's not so bad that it looks like one of the janky ass plastic ones you can get a little kid for ten dollars. Yeah, exactly. Like it's you know what I mean. It's still a really good quality, like you know, build of a lightsaber. But it's not it's not what I would call like. You know, some of these shops, these custom shops make like, you know, sparring blades or like exact yeah, it's prop It's not replica. screen accurate no, is what yeah, I'm saying. Definitely. There's no way. Definitely not. But it's it's a super fun experience and it is a really nice piece of, you know, a nice oh, piece yeah, of Oh, yeah. It, it's like I said, best thing I did. The one thing I've looked at every day and hold my hand like, yeah, that was pretty fucking awesome. That might have been worth $200. Probably not, but it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> so would you, but, you said you would I, do I, it again. Oh, 100%. I mean, I already told my, my nephews who are getting older, and even Charlie, I'm like, if we do this again, like if we're all not dead from the plague, we're all getting in here. Just, you know, lay out the $1,000 bill. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's a good time. Because it is, it, is, it is pretty excellent, and I feel like I could make 50 of these things and still not be completely happy with the end result because I'm always going to be – it's kind of a FOMO, like, oh, I missed that piece. Ooh, this piece would have been better. What if, what if, what if, what if? It's a fucking sickness. That is exactly, it's a, yep. That's yeah, right. it screws me on anything in life. Even the, the toy photography, still, it's like, well, I should do this, but what if I... Uh, uh, and it's just like, ah! overload, quarantine overload. I'm already starting to go fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on with the rest of my Galaxy's Edge. Really, the, the next big thing we did was Rise of Resistance. Yeah. I never uh, did got that, in, so, yeah, break it down. Got in with Group 61. Uh, we roll in. Everything's going good. We get into our car. Everything's good. Uh, it, it, really, where this ride starts is, I don't want to ruin it for Nick, but essentially, uh, you uh, walk outside after being shuffled around and some shit, and then you walk into kind of Leia's ship from The Force Awakens when she lands... Uh, at Kanata's place to to pick up Han and them. Yep, like it's yep. one of those resistance trans. You get in there, dude, and then that's kind of where the ride technically begins, even though you're not on the actual car yet. Yeah, because uh, you're in there and they're they're pretending like you're you're taking off and you're gonna go help the resistance and you're you're moving around. Kind of feels like Star Tours where there's LCDs on the screen and the and the the rides moving, so you feel like you're taking off and all this fun shit. But, you know, long story short, you, you get tractor beamed by the bad guys. Okay? okay. So you get pulled into a Star Destroyer. And when you walk back out of this motherfucker, dude, that's when you go, okay, this is what Disney does. This is what Disney does really fucking well. Because you walk out, and they probably have a movie screen-sized LED screen like the Mandalorian shit. Yeah, so they might have actually used the Mandalorian tech in this. More than likely, but you you walk out, and just based on the structure you're in, and they, they literally have probably 100 First Order Trooper robots. I'm guessing they're robots. There's no way they're real people that just stand there. 
But you walk out and you literally see this <clears throat> docking bay window and you feel 100% like you are in space on a Star Destroyer. And I can only imagine this is exactly what the uh, hotel, the Halcyon, is going to feel like. Yeah, yeah. If that's the case, I'm still committed to spend my $6,000 for two nights because I wasn't even on the fucking ride yet, dude. And I was just sitting there going, oh, my God, this is surreal. <laughs> Because you, you walk out, you're literally, you're outside the park like you're getting on a ship. You pretend fly around, and you pretend get sucked in by a tractor beam. And when you walk back out and the first order's like, hey, assholes, get in line, you're going to get interrogated, it feels what it has to feel like to be in Star Wars and be sitting in a docking bay of a Star Destroyer. It, it, was, it was unreal. Yeah. So there's actual people there, too. Like, there's people like that work on that ride that are interacting. Oh, yeah. So, like, the ride people, they're all in their first order uniforms. They're all in character. But uh, th- there's probably three rows of troopers right when you get out. But they, they have to be robots. Like, their heads twitch and shit. But there's no way they're real people. Yeah. There's that many. Like, you couldn't pay people to just stand there all day. You couldn't do it. There's no fucking way. So once you leave there, you go through another queue or so, and then you kind of get lined up where they're pretending to put you in an interrogation room. Yeah. And that's kind of when the ride starts. It's it's wild. Like, you're getting projections of Kylo and Hux, and then they pretend that the, uh, the resistance shows up, and they save you, and then that's when you get into the car. And when you're on the car, the ride then is about four and a half minutes. Um and it's wicked, dude. I mean, I don't want to – people, you can go look it up on YouTube what the ride is. I don't want to spoil Nick because he didn't see it. But uh, it was fantastic. I mean, it, it's full immersion. You feel like you're running away from the Star Destroyer. They got anima, animatronics, this, that, and the other thing. Um, different paths depending on which car you get in oh, on each wow. ride, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay. So the first ride complete success i mean it is it's a fantastic ride it really is yeah people say Uh, that this is the best ride disney's ever built it's the the immersion level is just absolutely insane i mean like i said if it weren't for riding around in these magnetic cars you would feel like you were on a star destroyer i mean every aspect feels like you're there yeah Uh, there's a little thrill here there you know like a little unexpected drop but for the most part you're just being carted around and, and looking at scenes and shit's breaking and you're rolling by turbo lasers as they're shooting out at the resistance so you get to see more space windows so it's fantastic i'm like all right fuck it you know we did the uh charlie wasn't tall enough so my mom was able to do this new thing they do where it's called like the basically like sorry for your luck you can go on immediately on the next ride deal okay uh so we circle out and uh myself and the and the girl we went with we're like all right let's use my mom's pass we'll go do it again real quick we get on Long story short, we're kind of halfway through the ride. All the lights come on. Oh, no. We're sorry, but blah, 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 blah. Okay, we're sitting there 10 minutes. We're sorry, but blah, 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 boom. Another 10 minutes. We're sorry, but now the park has to close the ride. Please stay in your seat. Someone is coming to get you. Oh, shit. So they had to, like, fucking all the lights turn on. The animatronics go limp and dead. You can see all the the behind-the-scenes shit. And they had to rescue all of the active carts one by one. Like, they'd get us. We'd have to walk to the next one. We'd get them. We'd have to walk to the next one. Yeah. And then we ended up in, like, the bowels of the building that housed the ride. So we're, like, in office sections and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, our second ride broke down and apparently this motherfucking ride breaks down every fucking day oh dude that's Uh, it's not if you only go there if you're if you're only going to hollywood studios for one day 
and it breaks down, you're fucked because they only give you a fast pass to come back that night or the next day oh. uh, to get on it right away. So they still have some bugs to work out, and apparently it's because of the animatronics. Like, there's a lot of Kylo animatronic once the ride kicks off. Okay. And apparently he he is part of the main bottleneck for why this thing keeps breaking down. Is he just, like, a super complex one? Like well, a- he has various scenes. Like, at one moment, he's on a bridge talking to a Hux animatronic, and that's when it broke down for us. But if it would have continued on, like, the motherfucker's stabbing through roofs he's using the force on your cars and making them feel like they lift up yeah uh so you get the kylo animatronic he's in all sorts of pockets of the ride okay uh, but it's apparently it, it's their animatronics and, and lights get fucked up and then that that just causes the whole thing to shit the bed yeah yeah so i mean it's yeah that's not surprising i mean with brand new rides it seems like that shit's pretty common I can remember that happening for, for like Rock and Roller Coaster, for example, when it first opened, there were problems with that when it was shutting down all the time. And, you know, it's it's relatively normal for new rides. Yeah, I, I, I mean, trust me, if I didn't get my first ride, I would have been supremely bummed out and probably would have fucking stabbed somebody. Dude, I will say that one time my friend was on Space Mountain, like, the, one of the oldest roller coasters in the park. So. I got to do that for the first time, too. So he was on it, but when he went to get off of it, his seat thing wouldn't lift up. It was stuck, and they had to take him into the back like they did you guys. Like, they literally had to take him into the back <laughs> and remove, like, take the whole cart apart. Yeah. And they gave him literally, this is when they still had paper fast passes, a stack of fast passes. It was 40 free fast passes, and we could use it nice. for anything. They were like... yeah. I hear the big score these days if Disney fucks you over is getting a hopper pass. Oh, okay. They give you a, damn, that's nice. Those things cost so much fucking money. Yeah, because a hopper, you can hit every park on property yeah. in a single day, that's right? What we, yeah, that's what we get when we go. We have the seven-day park hopper pass, which costs like $600 just for the Yeah, ticket. my mom said like if she wanted to go fuck with guest services, which would have been like the third time we had to fuck with them. Because remember I told you we got two different groups to start? Yeah. We didn't get everyone in in the first group, so we went there, and they're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. So they did that and still kept our old group. Uh, but after the breakdown, we were just like, fuck it. We're not coming back here tomorrow. We're going to Magic Kingdom. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but, that, I mean, I think you told me this. Disney is still, and it may be the last place on Earth where customer service matters. Oh, yeah. And they fucking go above and beyond what they probably should to make assholes feel happy. Oh, yeah, dude. Because I feel like at this point they're like, does it really matter if somebody lies and says they have an anxiety disorder so they can, like, get in line faster? Like, oh, yeah, they have yeah. weighed that. They've weighed, like, is it worth a PR, a potential PR thing? Right. Or do we just let this person fucking cut the line? Like I mean, like I said, we, we clearly fucked up. When we, when we signed up for our resistance rides, one app had all the names. The other one didn't for some reason. So yeah. that's why I was like, fuck it. Don't fuck around. Worry about it. Just sign us all up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we got two different boardings, which was great. But we were like, hey, it would be nice if we could get the other people with us. And we, so we go to guest service. This guy's like, hey, fuck. No, no big deal. But they pull out those magic iPads they have and fucking scan your arms and faces and shit. And yep. They're like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> okay, done. We're like, all right. Yeah, dude. It's uh, so in the end, Nick, it will kind of wrap Galaxy's Edge. I've already taken 30 fucking minutes on this. But as a lifelong fan, I'm glad I got to go. Yeah. 
as a lifelong fan, I can also say that I have no reason to go back until the hotel's done, and I'm only going because of the hotel, because it's not like the park is going to offer me much more than I've already received. Yeah, it's a it's definitely one of those experiences to where, like, once you do it one time, you can say, like, I've done it, I don't need to go back again. For me, I just, like, I'm a repeat kind of person. That's why I've been to Disney World as much as I can, so... I'll just go do everything again and still enjoy it as much as I did the first time. Yeah, I just I I don't think it's a park that you, unless you know you're 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 trying to hit everything at once, you do not need a full Disney day at Galaxy's Edge. No, is yeah. what I'm trying to say. It's, I mean, this is something you could do in a half day, depending on what you really want to see and if you plan properly. Like Nick said, I mean, the only reason I knew what to do is because Nick. I mean, he's a fucking Disney. <laughs> Uh, savant and he's like listen dude you got to reserve everything as soon as you can so if you stay on site i believe you're allowed to reserve two months out yeah yeah you have time so you know i'm i, I we did all that but i mean outside of the times being spread out i feel like you know within an hour you've seen everything that edge has to offer it needs more rides it needs more shit for kids kids get fucked in galaxy's edge yeah they're like they're- like little kids my my poor little girl the whole fucking day, she wasn't able to do a goddamn thing until the last ride we took her on our Falcon Fast Pass. And her and I piloted it, dude. You should have saw that fucking shit show. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to ask, dude. So in your Falcon rides, what, what roles The first one have? when I did single rider, I was like a jerk-off engineer. Oh, it that was one fucking, sucks. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Yeah. All right? And I'm going to go out on a limb and say the gunner's pretty fucking dumb, too, seeing what they do. You just sit there and hit a button. Smash the buttons, yeah. That's what you do. Last one, we had a full group, so I knew we were going to get pilots. And I'm like, I'm getting one of the fucking pilot passes. I don't give a fuck, <laughs> right? I was ready to fight my mom and my wife. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did on my like, second time. I was I, like, look. It's like, there, there's no fucking question here. I get the pilot pass. And then Charlie's like, like, I want a pilot. I was like, hey, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> so we sit her ass again, not even four yet. We sit her ass in, in Hans or a chewy seat. Yeah. So she has to control the up and down. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and hyperspace. Yeah. So I, I take Hans seat. So I'm, I'm doing the, the left, right and other random buttons. OK. Yeah. So so we take off and you know i'm going i'm like oh yeah okay so piloting really is the whole entire ride like if i let her do this i'm gonna ruin it for everybody yeah (laughs) so i had to as far as my short arm could reach with the safety (laughs) buckle on i had to steer with my left hand and try to do the up and down with my right oh god (laughs) leaning as far as i could we still managed to get one crate nice okay uh, but I've heard, like, if you have competent pilots, that ride goes on for much longer than it does if you have, you know, me and my little buddy who couldn't even really fucking see the screen flying the thing. Yeah, it, it continued. The, the more crates you get, the longer you go. I think the second time we did it when Taylor and I were pilots, we got two or three. But, but so. I'm telling you right now, like, if I could get on there with a real pilot, I think that could be my favorite ride of the park if you're a pilot. Yeah. If you're not a pilot, that ride can go fuck itself. Yeah, it's still fun, but it's not even close to what it feels like when you're piloting. When you're piloting with that screen right in front of your face and it moving, you feel like you're flying that ship, and that was great. Oh, yeah, that's the best part is, like, the moves that you make with the stick are the actual moves that the ride does. Like, if you're, oh, yeah. if you're flying it, that's how it moves. And that's yeah, You're pretty part. much controlling the hydraulics. Yeah, yeah. And that's... that's and you you got to hit the, the, the hyperspace stick. I mean, it was great. I mean, 
I, I don't want to sound like a negative ass wipe, but I kind of felt what, what some people are saying. They're like, eh, it's all the new stuff. There's not even a fucking sniff of original or prequel. And I, I got that. I, that's kind of crummy. Like, there's nothing, nothing in these parks from the, the two eras before when Disney took over. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a little bit of a bummer. Like, even, I'm not even saying a ride, like, just some fucking signage or something dedicated to what came before. So I think what they said was they've built the park, and you can go back and read this in, like, the literature that Disney put out before it actually opened. They built a park in a way, and they built the lore around Batuu in a way to where what they plan to do is change the era of time in which the park is set at certain intervals. Yeah. So, like, like right now, if you read the Thrawn novels, trilogy of novels, the second one is set in Batu, but it's set during the prequel era. So you can go there and you could see Padme and Anakin, but then half of the book takes place in Batu during this the the original trilogy era. So you can see Vader and all these people. So I don't. Yeah, that'd know. be nice, but even that, like the ride, the one ride is fully committed oh, yeah. to the sequels. Like there, there's no way you could doctor that up. You could definitely load in a new program for the Falcon. Yeah, that's so. Th- like that's what I was gonna say for the Falcon. You could definitely switch it up easy enough. They've done that with, um, you know, with Star Tours. Star Tours. So I mean, there's like fucking eighty stories at this point. I still got the same one, the goddamn <laughs> prequel one, the oh, goddamn man. prequel one. Oh man, no, I got the. I think I got the Resistance one. The, the time that I went Because there, there's a new one, right? There's yeah. a new Star Tours experience, too. Yeah, yeah. They've added a new prequel era Star or uh, sequel era Star uh, Star Tours video. I had so, that one where you're going through Jakku and, you know, you right. run into Ray and Finn and all of them. So I, I, I don't know, Overall, it was it was a hell of a, an experience. It was a way too long of a day, especially if you want to get there early to get the rise. I mean, like I said, I was up at 445. We left at 9. Oh, wow. At night. Okay. Full, full <laughs> day, yeah. Oh, dude, and, like, at this point in my life, theme parks, amusement parks, I, I, I can't handle it anymore. Like, physically can't handle it. My feet and lower back were absolutely numb yeah. by the end of the day. And by Magic Kingdom Day, the next day, I was like, someone just cut off my fucking appendages. Yeah, dude, it's, like, I don't know if for me, because, like, I'm out of shape right now, but when I'm in Disney World, like, it, it must just be that I've done it so many times since I was 10 years old that like my body like activates Disney mode and like it I must. Just it's not even it. I didn't even find like a shit it's just the fucking standing yeah. around and like all the pressure on your joints your knees your ankles your lower back uh, I played football as well so obviously I'm feeling all that damage I did to my body when I was young but I mean the the advent of of the fast pass system at, at any type of park has ruined lines for me like at at magic kingdom or even hollywood studios we were trying to just get on other rides while we were waiting for the star wars stuff and if it didn't say 30 minutes or less i was like go fuck yourself yeah like there's no way i can stand in a line anymore for more than 30 minutes oh yeah can't do it i mean can't do it they've gotten better at making the lines a little bit i don't want to say interactive but at least a little bit more like visually yeah i mean disney always gives you shit to fucking look at i mean the the falcon i've heard like one of the bummers of doing the fast pass is you miss half the shit to look at because you walk in right when it's hondo yeah exactly and then Uh, throughout the line with that too if you're using that disney parks app in like the star wars mode 
you can like scan cargo crates and there's like a little game yeah. to play. Okay, so I'm play. glad you mentioned because I, I I fired that up at your recommendation. I looked at him like, no, this is too much fucking it's effort. Just, yeah, it's like it's too much to do. I, I kind of felt like that too. I was like, you know. It, it, but it, it would be something, it's almost something you could dedicate a half day at the park to do. Yeah. And just get get activity, walk around and interact because you you basically play trivia and it's almost like a a a, a goose egg hunt you know you're yeah. you're out there looking for shit scanning fucking crates like i was sitting down eating lunch and i had these assholes like fucking scanning their phone <laughs> over my shoulder to get something on a trash can yeah so i mean all that stuff's cool it just i don't know i, I felt like they they rob little kids of most experiences there that, that was kind of a bummer yeah but. really for them the only thing is like the droid build and then once you have the droid there's like a little play area. Uh, yeah, I saw it's like the the fucking Thunderdome for little kids <laughs> and their droids to go out there and beat the shit out of them so they break them right when they get them. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I think Charlie liked, she liked the seeing the characters and when they would act or, or play out scenes. She got to see like the full deal where the the actual resistance character they made for the park, I, f- I forget her name. She's got the blue hair, yeah. the, the, the black resistance lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck her name is. So, so she got to see him do all that. But that poor little kid literally sat at that park all day fucking long and didn't get, didn't get to do shit until 745 at night on the Falcon. Yeah. I mean, that is that is something where it's really lacking. But I know that if I know Disney, I know that they're already planning like what is basically phase two of Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, dude, probably, at this point, you know. take over the fucking Muppetville. Fuck, fuck all that. that. That whole part of the park, just take it over. Yeah, I think that's going to be what's eventually going to happen is Star Tours right now is still outside of Galaxy's Edge. But what's probably going to yes. happen is they're going to expand all the way up until Star Tours. That's what Tours, I was going to say. That then, should become the new border yeah. of Galaxy's Edge. And then eventually it'll wrap around to where that Indiana Jones show is, too. Like that will also probably wrap up into God, yeah. Star Tours. So I, I'm still interested in doing the hotel that's something i especially based on what i experienced with uh rise of the resistance or rise of resistance when you walk off that resistance shuttle dude i mean i I can't wait to you experience it if if we're all alive the next time you go yeah (laughs) uh, that that was that was an experience this star wars fan will not forget all right so uh, we're, I'm going to kind of speed us through some of these, Nick, just because we took 40 ass minutes to gab <laughs> about me being gone. And I don't even know if we talked about anything entertaining. Hopefully you idiots that listen to us are still listening. If not, you're probably like, why the fuck do people talk about the star Wars time show? This sucks. But anyways, we'll get into our news topics, starting with the Hoth Wampa Funko Pop Deluxe 40th anniversary figure. Uh, so what's happening here, Nick? You know, we've talked about this. Hasbro's doing it with Black Series. Funko's doing it with, with their pops. Uh, but it looks like there are going to be six Empire Strikes Back Funko pops. Mm-hmm. And if you collect them all, it's like you can, I don't know, almost staple them together. They'll create scenes. Like but scene, the first yeah. one we get... Yeah, the first one we get to look at is is the Wampa, and he he looks pretty good. He does. I like the bone. I like the coloration of his fur and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, it's fun, and I like how you mentioned the six on there, so if you scroll at the bottom of the post that'll be in the shell on StarWarsTime.net, you can see the number two up. The That is definitely Han with lightsaber cutting open Tauntaun. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd say the next one is probably Chewy. Chewy after he blew up the droid. Yeah. 371 is the droid. Yep. 372, That's hard could that be tell. Leia and R2? 
It could be, yeah. I can see like the little Leia buns. I could see that being it. And then 373, I'm guessing Han that's and Vader and yeah, Vader yeah, Vader and Boba. Boba. Yeah, Vader yeah. and Boba. So anyways, uh, this guy is up for pre-order now through Amazon. Uh, you can get it through the post shelf for this cast episode. But uh, if you're still in the Funko shit, something I am not. I, I'm fully over my obsession. I even I don't know if I told you this, but I've actually have since gone back and canceled my Baby Yoda Funko Pop. Oh, theaters. wow. That was the one that you were actually kind of semi-excited yeah. about. And I just I can't do it anymore. It's nothing against you Funko Poppers. Trust me. I mean... There's a reason I go by Haywood Pop on IG. I mean, it, it's a little loosey goosey now. Yeah, it's pop culture, uh, but it started because of fucking Funko Pop. So uh, I just can't get into it anymore. But th- these are out there. I mean, these these do look kind of neat. I'm not gonna lie. If I, I still uh, collected, I'd be all over this shit. But these days, I've moved on to the much more expensive Star Wars Barbies. There we go. And that kind of takes um, us into the next one here. It's not one yeah, of the, the expensive Barbies, but it is a little bit more articulate and, and usable than a Funko Pop. Right. It's not just a piece of fucking plastic that sits there with a big shit-eating grin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is another one of these uh, Star Wars Black Series figures in the Gaming Great series, which, again, belongs to EB Games GameStop. And this time around, last uh, well, when I was on the show last, we were talking about the uh, Stormtrooper Commander variant from Force Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Well, now we are getting a Shadow Stormtrooper from Force Unleashed, and uh, he, he looks pretty cool. I don't... Is that like a glowing stomach there, Nick? That's, like a translucent yeah. stomach, or is that like just the paint there? And I don't have a great image. I think it is. Like I'm, I'm looking as best as I can at this, and it does look like there are parts of his body that are translucent, like the stomach area that you mentioned. If you look right. at like his upper, like his his upper arm area, right under his shoulder pauldrons. I don't remember this this enemy type at all. Nope, I don't think that it actually exists. I think that they may have made this up, unless it was. Okay. It had to be a non-featured enemy. I mean, we're like, talking a long time ago. Yeah, like in in my years, it's years like ago. at least at least fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and I was probably smoking something at that time and don't remember any of it. You so. were definitely smoking something when you played this. I would have to imagine. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I mean, it I looks, know, he looks cool. cool. But the problem is, we still don't fucking know where he's at. I mean, we we got this from Yak Face. Anyone out there in? in Star Wars land that's worth their salt as a collector knows to go to Yak Face for Star Wars leads, but it's we still don't have a street dates for this Shadow Stormtrooper or the uh, Commander variant, which is odd. But these days, who the fuck knows? I mean, yeah, I don't even know if GameStops are open anymore. I've I've seen shit on my feed that <laughs> GameStop management is like, listen, you gotta buy your own fucking cleaning supplies and shit if you want to clean the store because we're not giving you guys anything yeah that's about where gamestop is now <laughs> they're they're telling them to keep the the playstations on you know where people can play games because vendors pay for them yeah but nobody's so like, gonna yeah, keep, fucking touch those yeah things. keep touching stuff and spreading stuff you fucking assholes i mean mark my words and I, and I hate this for the people that are gonna lose their jobs but gamestop will not be in existence probably this time next year yeah there's no way at least in the in the form that we know it now they would need to make a massive business model shift to still be alive and they've been trying i mean you go into a gamestop now they're like a little collectible store 
Yeah. So. Uh, but still, I mean, who the fuck wants to go and buy games anymore? It's like, bro, fuck it. Physical retail is dying fast. And yeah. now it's dying even faster because of this I was going to say, <laughs> what's going on right now, Nick? This is going to speed along a lot of change. I think so, in how businesses are run, how people work. This this could finally convince some corporations that, hey, we could probably save, you know, uh, twenty million dollars a year if we no longer have an office and we just meet virtually. We don't have to pay for air conditioning, electricity, none of this shit. And look, our people worked just fine from home when they were all dying. So yeah, I mean, who knows what the world's gonna look like come even this summer? Honestly, I I have no fucking clue. Shit's a little freaky, but. We're here to try to pretend that not, all Dude, that shit's not going on right now. There are schools that have literally already committed to only online through the rest of the year, not just right. like the next few months through December. So, oh yeah, no, it, it's coming. I mean, I I, I teach at a college. Uh, they they canceled this week altogether, which I thought was fucking stupid. Like, why put people behind? But whatever. Uh, and then next week, uh, students come back. And everything has to be online. And like Nick said, I, I, it's only a matter of time before like, oh, yeah, by the way, the summer semester, too, we're not doing in-class uh, meetings. And I'm already figuring I'm probably not going to get to go on my beach trip in May. Who knows if I'll be able to go in August. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude, I was but. supposed to go home in April. I canceled that. My mom was supposed to come down here at the end of this month. That's canceled, too. So life is fucking insane. But yeah, you know right what? now... I- I'm wishing I had some, like, iron in the house to, to lift weight, you know, because I do like to work out still. Yeah. Pump, pump some iron, get the blood flowing, not just to my little guy down there. I like to get the, the chest feeling a little tight. Uh, and I'm sitting here like, fuck, man, I, I go on Amazon and order dumbbells or something. I also feel like I don't have enough guns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if shit gets walking dead, I don't have enough guns to protect myself. So Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's get back to... Star Fake Wars life. land. Star Wars. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's uh, Shadow Trooper. When he's available, we'll try to let you know, but we don't know yet, so we kind of fucking suck at that type of stuff. You can always check out X-Clue magazine as well. They're, they're a little more on the point when it comes to uh, toy reveals and street dates and pre-orders, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. So, our game, that's Star Wars. And last week, we got a, a, a cool announcement, at least if you were into this series on Star Wars Kids, but Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures is finally back, Nick. And these are those little shorts that use a pretty wild anime in-your-face type of uh, animation style. Yep. And they would tell, or they would retell moments from the uh, Skywalker films, right? Yes, so it's coming and back And they, they just kind of disappeared. They just disappeared sometime last spring, went away, and lo and behold, last week we got the trailer for them. They're coming back. Uh, and then we got the first three episodes released last Friday, and I think we shared them out on the site, so StarWarsTime.net. Always, you motherfuckers, that's where you should be going. If you bookmark it, it should be in your reading list. If you're on iOS, it should be tattooed to your face. <laughs> Preach, right? Yeah. cryo out there. I like some of Cryo's new new propaganda. Like he's got himself in like preacher outfits and shit, reading from the Bible, <laughs> speaking the good word of the Star Wars time oh, show. Man. Amen. Can we get an amen? Uh, but anyways, this is more of a PSA. Galaxy of Adventures is back. I think they're gonna be dropping new episodes on Friday. Uh, I'll be either sharing them through StarWarsTime.net or our socials, so Facebook, Instagram. 
and our weak ass bullshit Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we have a Twitter. Uh, we barely use it. <laughs> but you know, they're 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 still looking good. I I love this visual style. Yeah. And it almost seems like at least the three that released last Friday. I don't know if you just skimmed any of them, Nick. But it seems like these ones they're not trying to tell existing stories because there's one where it's literally Ray, Poe, Finn, Chewie, and BB going on like a like a mission. Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, we saw maybe one like that in the previous set where it's telling, like, in between little nuggets. Like, it tells you, like, oh, this is what yeah, happened yeah, in between yeah. this or something like that. Yeah, Ray friends, Ray and the Friends versus the First Order. That's that one that you were talking about. Kylo and Darth Vader um, was another one yeah, that so, was on Yeah, so, yeah, Kylo and Ray, they both got... So there was, like, one true short, and then Ray and Kylo both kind of got their... This is the light side person. This is the dark side person. Yeah. So videos. Not not necessarily what we saw most of the time from I guess you would call it like season one of Galaxy of Adventures, where you're just seeing these iconic moments play out in this really cool visual style. But now they're giving you like a little bit more about the characters through this right. medium. So very very. And cool. I'm still all over it. I, I would love many versions of each movie at this point. How you could redo the Rise of Skywalker at this point for all I care. <laughs> I just watch it for my sixth time because it released early on VOD. Yeah, you're ahead of me now. I haven't watched it yet since it came out. I got out you beat. Uh, although I was nodding out while watching it, so <laughs> that's a sign to me that I've seen it too many times. <laughs> uh, but I do want to watch that behind the scenes. So Nick and I have given ourselves homework for the next cast because I have a feeling that's probably going to be the only reason to get Rise of Skywalker if you don't want to wait for its Disney Plus release. Yeah, the Disney Plus release, and then the, I don't know why you would want the physical disc version, but that's the 30th, and um, yeah, the the physical disc version also doesn't come with that, that uh, like, full-length feature documentary, so. Yeah, so I want to check that out. There have been, been a lot of clips from it. I mean, it does seem to show us some behind-the-scenes of Tross, but also weaves in uh, the past of Star Wars, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, so we'll, we'll make sure to watch that and have some sort of segment prepared at least in a half-ass manner for you next week. As we if do everything. one of us doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna, we got to add that caveat now at, at the end of each promise. Yeah. If we don't die. If we are alive for the next episode. So yeah, Galaxy of Adventures out now on Star Wars Kids YouTube. Go check it out. That's right. So, uh, you know, there's, there's adventures on YouTube, but there's also some pretty cool canon being laid out in the comic book still. And as promised, we've stuck to our commitment to cover. Yes, I had to delay my videos for Darth Vader number two and Rise of Kylo number four because I was down playing with myself in Florida. <laughs> but I'm back, and I've got them covered. I got the video out for Vader, the video out for Rise, but we're going to start with the Vader here. So, uh, Nick, Vader number two came out last week, continued the story of Vader's search for Luke's caretakers, essentially. Um, if you're new to this stuff, essentially this uh, Vader Va- this Vader 2020 run is covering canon that takes place after the events of ESB. In particular, Vader is on a mission to hunt down who made his son Luke weak. Like it really pissed him off that he met Luke for the first time and considered him to be a weak pussy because he didn't join him. Yeah. <coughs> so on this mission, at the end of issue one, he was confronted by someone that looked just like Padme, and it, it caught him off guard. Well, now we figured out who this person was, and there was a pretty neat wrinkle to the canon with the character and what we're going to see her do with Vader. 
Uh, so to make a long story short, Nick, Vader, while looking for clues to figure out who Luke's caretakers were, essentially, you know, who ushered Padme away to deliver the t- twins and then where'd the twins go from there? That's yeah. what he's trying to find out. So he's on this planet. He fuck up. He, he fucks up some rebels, and then this this girl appears behind them, and he's again gobsmacked. Like Padme, I thought I killed you. Yeah, yeah. Like he's literally he can't get over. Like Padme, and we find out, lo and behold, it's motherfucking Sabe. Yeah. So it's one of her handmaidens that would oftentimes pretend to be her in social situations. Right. Like one of the main. I think uh, Kira, Kira Knightley. Knightley played her in the, in the movies. Yeah, uh, it was one of her main handmaidens that would double her when she was queen. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, Sabe was th- she was looking for something too. And after you know she shoots at Vader a few times and he essentially chokes her out like Padme. Uh, this is where I was just like, wow, this is a very interesting way to take this. But Vader, more or less, because again, you got to remember, Vader is kind of like uh, I don't know. Some people in MAGA Nation where they believe things that are told to them from the supreme leader, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's so, a so Vader believes. Yeah. Right. Like, Vader doesn't think he has anything to do with Padme's death. Like, he, he blames it on the Jedi, this, that, and the other thing. So, <laughs> he essentially tells Sabe, like, listen, no, you're wrong. The Empire didn't fucking kill Padme. The Empire, she would have stood with the Empire if she lived. <laughs> it was these motherfuckers that took her away to somewhere to hide her from the Empire. Those are the fuckers that ultimately killed her. And she's like, you know what? You're right. We, we can never find her after, you know, the end of the Clone Wars and the, and the Jedi betrayal. So, so Sabe is like, you know what? I want my fucking vengeance on these assholes. Vader, I'll team up with you. I'll share my knowledge about uh, things on Naboo that I've been collecting to help me find Padme. So literally, issue two ends with Vader teaming up with Sabe to go to Naboo to find information on potentially who took Padme, as we know, to deliver the twins. Yeah. Wow. What I just I just find that to be fucking radical. Like that's why these comics are so worth reading right now. Yeah, I mean, nobody would have ever thought that a former handmaiden of Padme would end up being a, an ally at least for the time being of Darth Vader while he tries to hunt down, you know. Right. The- like he he literally <laughs> contributed to the death of her essentially I mean, Sabe is almost life-bonded to Padme. Yeah, yeah. They, right? I mean, it's like she was born to be Padme's protector, double this, that, and the other thing. They grew up together. She's yeah. been by Padme's <laughs> side the whole time. Vader was able to gaslight her in, like, two comic panels to, like, no, <laughs> you're wrong. It is these fuckers that killed her, so help me find them, and, and you can get your revenge. Not even any force manipulation needed. Just straight No, lying. no. He, <laughs> he didn't use any fucking mind tricks, nothing. Wow, okay. Uh, but but is it, it, there's other good moments, but that was the one, like the canon edition that really stuck out. I mean, the two fight together, and she holds her own, and, you know, Vader, in a very Vader way, walks out without even looking at her. He's like, you held your own well. You know, shit like that. Very, yeah. very Vader type of compliment. Nice, nice. Uh, okay. But he's just a man. Like, you can tell. And we get flashbacks still when he was Anakin remembering Padme. So all that's still mixed up in this mechanical tear's mind as he's doing this shit, working over Sabe. I mean, he is such a pimp bad guy that unfortunately got a little fucked over with the, with the prequels, but whatever. These comic books definitely 
portray Vader in the best possible Vader light. Yeah, bringing him back around. I mean, that sounds pretty awesome. And, you know, this is the one I'm reading kylo and i'm reading star wars 2020 i feel like i just need to bite the bullet and read hey, all nick three. at this point <laughs> you're only two behind dude yeah. I, I think you might as well get on it because the, the vader stuff especially because it's rooted right in in between empire and jedi like our era yeah my era. i know you're a big prequel fanboy, but oh yeah <laughs> uh, my area of storytelling so it's it's all you know luke shit lay shit here and there vader shit so yeah I, i'd say get on it but as you said, the other one we're on is Rise of Kylo, which which sadly came to an end last week with issue four. Uh, but it was it was pretty good, man. I'll I'll let you drive this one because this is kind of your your bread and butter. You you review these where I more or less my video on the Rise of Kylo was just like, hey, this was a neat uh, addition to canon, and and my moment in canon was essentially the fact that when Ben fundamentally made the choice to go dark. Three distinct and iconic people in the galaxy all felt it at once. Yeah, exactly. That's that. That's the big takeaway from this. Book. I I love that because it was it was essentially Palpatine as Snoke first was like, okay, yes, I can feel it. You're doing it. Yeah, you're starting to do it. Then it was Palpatine like you're doing it. Then it was his mom. Yep. And then she was like, oh Ben. And then Ray. Ray. Like yeah. Ray's like, oh, I just felt a chill and. Those are the little nugs that I like, dude. It's those that little shit. It's all we needed were like little things like that. And I think a lot of the the fuckery and in, in, in Tross and this, that, and the other thing, the sequel trilogy would have been like, okay, that was cool. That was a nice little connection. That was a nice moment. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fantastic moments in this book. I gave it a ten out of ten for my review because I really do think that this book encapsulates like you mentioned, the fall of Ben Solo and the rise of, of Kylo Ren. I mean, that's exactly what happens here. And, and it wasn't a, 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 like we talked before, at least me going into it. I thought this was going to be an easy choice for Ben. Up until the very end, this guy was feeling the pull to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. He was fighting. And it, was, it wasn't until Ren himself snapped the neck of Ty that Ben was finally like, you know what? Fuck all you motherfuckers. Luke thought I was a toy. Snoke thinks I'm a toy. I'm the motherfucking shadow. And that's when he, you know, attacks Ren and essentially starts committing himself yeah, to, to becoming Kylo. To the dark side. Yeah, I mean, that moment. I mean, there's a lot of really good moments in Kylo's story that you get to see here. Like, you get to see him use, like, the mind-reading trick that he does for the first time ever. Like, he even says it. He's like, this is the, you know, Snoke's told me about it. This is the first time I've ever used it. You get to see that that moment that you said where he makes that that turn and then well, kills uh, Speaking Ren. about that, dude, I like how he described it as a different take on the mind yeah, trick. Yeah, it's like a reverse Jedi mind trick, yeah. But, I mean, even after that, Nick, right? He was like, no, we don't have to fucking torture yeah. these fuckers. I can get it peacefully. And Ren's like, cool, whatever. He gets it, and then what does Ren do? Kills him anyway, and Ben's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, even as Ren said, he's like, Snoke was wrong about you. You are not ready to, to make this jump. And he wasn't until Ren essentially killed one of his former friends. Yeah, killed killed his best friend at the Academy. Who, who was fighting Ben, by the way? Like, Ty <laughs> was actively fighting until he was finally like, listen, dude, I'm not going to fight you anymore. I Be who you are meant to be. And you could see Ben thinking like, man, what the fuck am I doing? I can never figure out what I need to do in life. Yeah. Everyone's always fucking with me. All these older people always telling me what I should be. 
I don't know what to do. And then Ren snaps his buddy's neck, and then that was kind of it. That's when Kylo's like, listen, motherfucker, you want a good death? Here we go. Yeah, gives it to him. I mean, the other moment that is really big here is you get to see the bleeding of the crystal. Oh, my God, you know, like, dude. That moment was so fucking sick. Because like, I'm sitting here thinking in my head, like, well, how does that work? And, you know, does it just change, like, organically? Like, the way that Ben did it was so badass. Like, he takes out his blue crystal from his saber, essentially crushes it in his hand, infuses it with the dark side energy. He bleeds, literally yeah. bleeds it. Yeah. Like, when he opens his hand, he used the, the dark side so much that his hand is oozing blood. Yeah. And his blue crystal has cracked and turned red. Yeah. And, and by the way, the other great part about that moment, Nick, is it confirms that... Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, loves hanging out with just pants on. With no shirt, yeah. He, he, that's, I like put, this, this guy is a pimp. Like When he's hanging out in his quarters, dude ain't wearing a shirt. Yeah, he's just, he's just ripped and shirtless and letting it all hang out. <laughs> I, I love it. So I, I put two images from the actual comic in, into my review. Yeah, that's the that's best one, man. He's, that, that is Ben motherfucking Swolo. Just at, at, that is that is the beginning of Ben Swallow yeah, right there. Yeah, I mean and that shot. I'm actually I'll probably, I might even put this into the cast. That, <laughs> I love that shot too when I saw it. It's like the other thing, dude. How how did you like to learn that Kylo's uh, saber was Ben's? Yeah, I didn't. I did not realize that at first. It seems like he all he did was like he may have like matted it black because when you see him using it initially, it's silver. So he may well, have, you, like... I think that's from... Just, like, the energy the, coursing through it? Exactly. Because okay. you know how sometimes, like, when metal gets hot, it starts to, to turn discolor. black or chrome-looking, yeah. so... But I, but I love the fact, you know, he puts in that cracked crystal, and it's like, bah! He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he's like, okay, maybe I got to do something about this. So he just basically welds on those two right. vent tubes on the side, and it is his saber. So it's not like he went out and made a completely different lightsaber. Which uh, which I just, you know, as most of us, were probably, oh, he probably fucking made it, or Snoke made it for him. But now we know everything. Like, literally, Ben took his Jedi saber, bled the crystal, almost chopped his face off when he lit it, and then... You know, MacGyvered the motherfucker. Yeah. So another fucking badass Kylo Ren moment. I mean, it's yeah. only a four. It's only a four book run, and it's well worth it. I mean, it, t- it really does show you from the moment that we saw in TLJ where that fucking hut comes down on Luke. It, from that moment until he becomes Kylo Ren. Like at the end of the, I feel like they're gonna continue this this you know this storyline because at the end they it it asks him you see a panel that says you know like what is your name or who are you or something like that i I think that's i hope so i i think this is it though like i i mean that that was like implied who that's when he's like i'm kylo Kylo that's that's the main crossover but uh, yeah i mean this should be a fucking movie yeah dude i mean all of these villains in star wars like we only ever focus on the 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 good guys in in the primary star wars visual you know stuff like in the cartoon series in the live action tv series and in the in the movies but like the villains in star wars have some of the best stories to tell i mean we get they do yeah i mean (laughs) i guess we can't say so much about anakin skywalker but i mean the, the the clone war is a fucking fantastic story for that villain but uh 
I mean, just imagine. Like, I even think Ren would be a badass live action character. Yeah, I know, right? Just seeing I him. I mean, he's and fucking all swolled out. Like he rolls around with no shirt on, basically at all times. He's what does he wear? Like Ren literally has one tit hang out. Yeah. He's got like spandex. It's like he's wearing a singlet or something. Yeah, it does because you can see like around, <laughs> like at certain points on his arm, it's like ripped, and you can see through his. It's really yeah, it's weird. hilarious. <laughs> like I, I want to get more on that guy. Like, why the fuck was he the leader of the Knights of Ren? What was his story? That, why didn't he have to dress up like a black asshole? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? You here? can you can have an entire TV series, cartoon series, you know, novels, comic threads, whatever just around the Knights of Ren before they were under the leadership of Kylo because it seems like that was a pretty long period of time where this guy, this this Ren character, was was running that organization and just kind of going around and, you know, recruiting members and wreaking yeah. havoc. Like I, Hanging out with Snoke. I, I, well, Palpatine, I guess. I still feel like Ben was... Still 50-50 even at the end in terms of am I doing the right thing? I think, yeah, I think so too. And like you could see, you could hear him when he was talking to Ty in that book. He's like, this is the only path for me. Like he wasn't, it wasn't like with Anakin where Anakin was like mentally convinced like, oh no. Oh, he sold, like that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, Anakin sold out immediately. As soon as he made the choice, he's like, okay, fuck it. I'll kill kids. I don't care. Yeah. He's like, this is the (laughs) right way for me. Like. Ben the whole time was like, this is the only path. Like, I can't go back. There is no back. If I go back, there's nothing for me there. This is the only path for me. So it was yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, of course, Ben thought he killed his uncle. I mean, the worst thing Ben ultimately did before he became Kylo was kill Vo right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he literally just fucking stabs her. He's like, hey... It's, Why do you even want to live? You can't be a Jedi anymore anyway. They're all gone. Yeah, you're kills dead. her. And that was, that's really like his, yes, you know. That's, to me, that was his first legit dark side move. Because even fighting Ren, yeah, I'm sure he tapped into it. But that was, a, that, was, that was an easy kill for him to do. This one, he just killed her to kill her. Yeah, yeah. That was the first, like, actual dark side death. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really good set of four books. Go get them. They're only $3 each. Well worth the read, especially if you're a fan of. of well, Kylo's these days, character. don't leave to get them. You may have to get over your. Uh, we still need printed comics thing for a while. Yeah. And just download them digitally. Yes. Right? Don't, don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. Practice social distancing. Believe in science. Uh, yes, this virus may not be as deadly as others, but the motherfucker spreads like wildfire. Yeah, and that's the problem, people. That's why we have to stay home. It's not because it's everyone's dying. It's because people like me, who can be healthy as an ox and carry it, can go out and fucking kill like fifty-five old people. Yeah, exactly. All you, all it takes is for one person, one right, young so. person, to touch an old person with it, and that old person is in serious. Get your trouble. get your digital ass comics in at least while you can't go out yeah. and shop. Marvel I, comics, I, I, I doubt comicsology, one of those, right? Two, something, all good stuff. It, it, trust me, you will not be wasting your time with these twenty twenty runs. I mean, Rise of Kylo, Star Wars twenty twenty, Vader twenty twenty get on it and i'm probably going to jump on the bounty hunter and maybe even Afro once those load up because i'm, I'm kind of addicted at this point. there we go matt's fully fucking committed to you got it <laughs> to we gotta do comics. something because i don't i don't think we're gonna get movie news for the next decade yeah, but uh, luckily we we still have the clone wars going right we uh episode four aired last week it was called unfinished business and uh, you know nick and i've been kind of asking like hey uh is this just going to be the main story throughout? Well, we got our answer finally. It seems like the 
Uh, Clone Force 99, the Bad Batch story arc has come to a close in Unfinished Business. Uh, but before we get to our, you know, kind of what we loved about the episode, we'll, we'll go through some of the Easter eggs here. There were a few. I'm, I don't know if any were really fantastic, but there was a few. Uh, we got to see a 2-1-B style medical droid at the really at the opening bumper helping Echo get back to some sort of normal scene. Yeah, like at least being able to like move and function as like a human being. Yeah. Right. But that the was The next it. one was kind of foreshadowing cuz Echo if you notice already had bad batch armor on. At least their little skull logo was painted on. Okay. I have to go back. Uh, when they're all taken off, we get to see a Republic consular ship, yeah. the three-engine deal that kind of became the basis for the the Imperial uh, lander. Yeah, that the not even not even the lander. I'm thinking Krillian uh, Corvettes. No, that's the fucking no Krillian Corvettes, the Falcon. Yeah, like the Tanti Four, whatever the fuck that was. Okay, yeah. Why the, the why? ship I'm talking about was the one that dropped off Qui Gon and, and Obi on the on the Federation ship for negotiation. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, so we get to see two of those. We also got to see. CIS core ships. That is the ball in the droid ships that, you know, we could see them on Geonosis when they, uh, Geonosis, when they uh, were landed there right before the Battle of Geonosis. And then when they're taking off, we see one trying to lift out and then the, the clones blast it down. Uh, but they were in like a whole different configuration, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Got to see some vulture droids. Those are the walking, walking, uh, separatist ships. ships. Yep. People that are playing uh, Galaxy's a Hero, we got the BLTBY bombers in there. <laughs> oh right, Nick? You farming those bad boys yet for your negotiator yeah. fleet? Of course not. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course not. I, but th- those are just the, they're the predecessor to the Y-Wing. Yeah. Clone jet troopers. Uh, apparently, these were the first jet troopers and they were they became the basis for the imperial jump troopers as well yes and then uh, it was just nice to kind of see them in action flying around and not flying into a cliff and blowing yeah up. just exploding immediately yeah that was fun to see ray uh, shields my like this one. yeah my my favorite line <laughs> in all of star wars popped up uh, <laughs> windu got confronted by ray shield but unlike obi-wan he didn't say one of the dumbest fucking lines in all of star wars yeah oh how could this happen we're jedi we're smarter than that <laughs> so yeah ray shields that was kind of nice to have in there and then uh trench kind of stole grievous's line when anakin walked in with the whole jedi scum yeah yeah overall uh, dude this episode yeah go ahead was was really strong one of my favorite moments i know we like to do favorite moments here was that windu speech when they fucking landed when him and obi dropped down in front of all the the droids he gives that speech he's like I'm Grand, you know, Jedi Grandmaster Mace Windu. At this point in the war, I've killed over a hundred thousand of you B1 battle droids. I'm giving you an opportunity to lay down your arms and save yourself. I thought that was so fucking you badass. Know what? <laughs> Great minds think alike, because that was my number one oh, yeah. note on my my top list. Was I call it the Mace shit talk? Yeah, it was so good. Oh my god, man, I love. That. I will say though. The voice actor for Windu sucks. He it does sound like kind of 
It's weird. I don't know. It sounds like a white guy trying to sound like a black guy. Yeah, like I don't know if they changed. I don't know if, if the guy who played <laughs> oh, there's Mace, COVID. Oh, COVID particles oh. are all over. He's he's going. This is the end of Matt right here. It's gonna be me solo for a bit. COVID nineteen <laughs> for you and me. But yeah, dude, he doesn't sound good. He he doesn't sound like Sam, but you can't sound like Sam. Sam's got such a weird voice. Um, that's where I'd be like, hey, Sam. We gave you the fucking purple lightsaber, bro. Can you give us a few we'll, we'll, episodes? We'll probably cut you a million dollars for a day's worth of work. Can you just come in and record some dialogue, bro? Yeah, I, I want to see like who does the voice acting um, for him in Clone Wars. He He's one of the worst because uh, the voice actors on that show, in particular D. Bradley Baker, that guy is a voice god. Oh, yeah, D. Bradley Baker is fantastic. He is the voice for every fucking clone in that show. Yeah, I... I I don't know. I mean, like, I know, like, a lot of voice actors and their work and stuff like that. I don't know how they can change their voice to have so many different types of tones and sounds. But the crazier thing for him with the clones, they all still have to sound like Tamir Morrison. Yeah. That's the fucked up part. Like, I I know what you're saying 100%. They have, like, a million different voices. This guy literally has to put on an accent. And then tweak that accent individually for every clone character that talks. It's so, yeah, it's so fucking crazy. Because, so you know, I mean, Rex sounds different than Echo. Echo sounds different from Hunter. Hunter sounds different from Tex, so on and so yeah, forth. Just slight differences. Just, like, like very small differences. So the guy, I don't know. The guy that, that does the voice is Terrence Carson. And All right, well. he is he's a black guy, but... I don't know. I mean, it, it does sound weird, like when he's talking. Well, he needs to watch some more fucking Mace Windu or something, because it, it, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's oof. It's it's a little. <laughs> it's it's definitely a little weird, but um, I just. It, I, I honestly, I think I like. Uh, what is it, Matt Lanter? I think I like his Anakin better than fucking Hayden. Yeah. Oh yeah, Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker is fantastic. I love the voice because they're. I mean. I don't want to shit talk Hayden because I think that that Hayden is a good actor, but Hayden's voice, like Matt Lanter's voice, has like a depth and a like a ba- like a tone, like a deeper oh, tone yeah, to oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, which makes oh, yeah. him sound more more intimidating when he's speaking in the cartoon series, and and Hayden's voice just doesn't have that that like deeper baritone it's, it's to it. Rough and coarse and irritating, kind of like sand. Yeah, <laughs> good call, but. I mean, there was a ton. Of Actually, while while we're on Anakin, uh, that was uh, uh, my next top moment. Again, people, that scene of Anakin Skywalker on Trench's bridge is vintage Clone Wars. This is how you fucking portray Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker walked in pissed off, chopped off a dude's arms without thinking about yep. it, and then fucking stabbed him out because he got shocked in the end, like. He got what he needed to get by force. No fucking, no fucks given. Yeah, dude. It, it, just that whole scene between him and Trench was so perfect. He's like, I'm going to get this information. Like, I just love the way that he got it. For, yeah, like, Trench is like, oh, you're not going to do shit. You're a Jedi. And he fucking chops all his arms off. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I'm not that type of Jedi, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like he yeah. literally said something like that. He said, like, I don't have those boundaries. Yes. That's, yeah, like, I don't have the, oh, dude. That is what I've been Ugh. talking about, my friends. Like, 
if you've watched the Clone Wars, you've hopefully understood what I've been saying. That is Anakin Skywalker. That is who I wanted to see in the prequels. That is why I don't like the prequels. We don't get that guy. We get him once. Yeah. Once you get that. And it, it's excellent. Like, what Hayden does in that scene is excellent. But we get it one time in live action. <clears throat> in the Clone Wars, we get it almost once an episode. Yeah. And this was the perfect one to re I mean, this is basically like getting you reacquainted with Anakin, where Anakin is in terms of his, you know, his light side versus dark side status. And like when he killed, like he just straight up murders him. Like this isn't in the heat of battle, nothing. Like he gets the code and then he just murders him because he got shocked. Yeah. And that was it. I was like, wow. That is, that's the fucking Anakin. It's great. And just like his tone, his, his arrogance, the anger in his face. Mm -hmm. Like you can see that this guy could become a Sith Lord. Oh yeah. It was fantastic. Not once in the live action did, in particular, Revenge of the Sith, did I see Anakin as someone that could do what he does at the end of the movie. No. It was just, it, it, it just, if they would have continued from where he was in that, in that moment in AOTC, then he could have yes. gotten there, but like they yes. didn't. They just yes. like, that happened. You're exactly right. Yeah, it's just like that happened, and then they almost like George was just like, okay, well that's what you get, and then they just he just kept being a Jedi. Like he just the only things that you would ever yeah hear he went is, back to like pretending to be good. And I'm not saying Anakin Clone Wars is inherently evil, but he sure as fuck allows himself to slip in and, and get a little funky mm-hmm. when he wants to. Oh, yeah. And I mean, th- there's episodes in seasons one through five, the motherfuckers, uh, like, fisticuffs with people for looking at Padme. Yeah. Like, literally. Like, literally ready to <laughs> chop people's heads off with his lightsaber for looking at her. Yeah. It's, dude, it's, I fucking, I, yeah, I really enjoy, you know, Clone Wars Anakin, and this is, yeah. you need to watch so it. I, I know, I, I know people get on us, or me in particular, about my dislike of the prequels, and, and it, it is fundamentally because of Anakin there are parts I enjoy I'm not gonna lie I mean I I can watch the prequels I still think TPM's fantastic I just the the way Anakin is portrayed in short change it's just his turn just is unearned beyond belief yeah and like I said I said this before but like episodes one through six of Star Wars should just be subtitled the the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker and really in one through three, you don't get enough of that. You don't get enough of the tragedy behind his fall. And it's only through the right. Clone Wars that you really kind of get to see what the fuck is like where his mind is. And, you know, now with Ahsoka kind of coming back into the fray uh, in the next episode, if these two hook back up, you get to see, you'll get to see even more of that oh, relationship wait. that kind of breaks I can't of wait. I down. can't wait. Yeah. I just, I mean, honestly, Nick, I think I've just, I've come to the revelation that I think I've, I'm able to be a bit softer and the prequels don't rub me so hard anymore is because of the Clone Wars. I've just come to accept like that, that those are my stories. That's my Anakin. Yeah. And it just, it lessens the blow of the, of the letdown of the live action, right? All you people that were, you know, feeling sorry for yourself over these Disney movies because they didn't go the way you wanted them to go. Do you understand how I feel now? <laughs> Is it okay to be angry about the fucking prequels? 
Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. I wanted them to be just as fantastic as we all wanted these new movies to be. I'm not just some fucking troll. That... I, I I'm so angry because of what happened. Like I, I just like all of you, you get it? it. It just like all of Star Wars is cyclical. So is the fandom. Yeah. So if that's the case, you know, we we should be having the next you know live action series of movies that come out. They should be pretty fucking good because it's uh you know it's about time oh, that no, we the, have another OT. On if our they hands. wait long enough, there'll be a generation at the right age to fucking hate all the other stuff and just like oh, yeah. that. So it's e- I think it's going to be an, an easier <laughs> time. It'll be easier to make the new stuff likable if they actually do go the direction that we thought. Yeah, they would. you just let fucking Dave Filoni and John Favreau do it all. It's easy. Yeah. Like I mean, the, the the fact that Disney's still bumble fucking around over there, like, oh, what should we do? Oh, what to do with the movies? Uh, well, you, you got two guys that worked with some girls and some other people that made something pretty fucking fantastic that a lot of people dug that don't even like Star Wars. And, so, and now well, hello, Filoni hello. is continuing to make this content with the last season of The Clone Wars. Like the fact that Filoni, him as a human being, worked on Mandalorian and then had that finish and then like two and a half weeks later had an entire other project that he had been working on as well. Come out is insane. Like, Yo, dude, he, he oversaw resistance too. Yeah. I mean, indirectly, it's not like he was there, but he was still the head. Yeah. I mean, this guy is, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, 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 it's mind boggling that they just don't let these fuckers run with shit, but whatever. Maybe they don't want it. Maybe they, maybe they just, they're like, fuck it. We we found a safe space in Star Wars, and these days that is like diamond real estate. You yeah, know? yeah. You, like, you you don't want to walk away from that shit. I, I just saw a tweet today talking about James Gunn basically saying he wants absolutely nothing to do with ever directing a Star Wars movie. And I know it's probably not from a place of like fuck that nerdy shit. It's probably from why at this point. Yeah, it's like why like put myself in the line of fire basically i mean uh, mike zero's dumbass like i still get recommendations from him whenever whenever i pull up youtube it literally has been railing on ryan johnson still like the new ceo fucking hates him gonna fucking fire him it's over it's already fired he fucking owned him it's just like man this mike zero joker like what a fucking tool yeah, I don't know. I never got into his. So, shit, so yeah, why why would idiot. you want to direct? Why why would you want to direct Star Wars at this point? Unless it's a golden franchise, which is the Mando, and that's it. And Clone Wars clearly shining again, dude. Uh, so so back to Clone Wars. Sorry, everyone. I, I <laughs> always get excited when I talk about Anakin because I love the guy. I mean, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker is Star Wars. It is. George Lucas has said it himself. It is the story of Anakin. Anyway, so after that, that Anakin scene really kind of stole the episode for me outside the end because that was pretty touching. But you had the love, Nick, the 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 game between Wrecker <laughs> and Crosshair oh, and, and what each of them does. So you got Meat Boy, you know, Meatball <laughs> Head, fucking Juggernaut, literally just plows people over. Yep. Then you got Crosshair plants all these essentially mirrors, mirrors or whatnot yeah. in strategic locations, waits for a whole platoon of, of B1s that comes through, and then essentially plays uh, ping pong or, or pong all the way down the hallway and takes them all out. I loved it because when I first saw like Crosshair going down and throwing shit on the wall, I was like, Is that, are those like little bombs that he's like I know. Up? 
And then one one time he threw it and it they allowed the camera to catch a reflection. I was like, oh shit! Like he's gonna he's gonna ricochet some of this crap and try to kill him like that. Yeah, that was fucking fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> but I just again, Wrecker Wrecker shines. I mean, he gets his moment. I, I love that Anakin re- remembered to grab the self destruct. Yeah, and then gave Wrecker the opportunity to blow it up, and it just made <laughs> him so happy because he is. He's kind of like a. I would imagine on an IQ rating, there's a rating that's literally it's it's described as dull. Like if you're in the range, you're you're in dull. Yeah, uh, which is like one step above being slow. Or, you know, special. I mean, he's just he he's so simple, yet you can tell he cares and and but he also has a passion for fucking shit up. Yeah. And and if we never see him again, I I love that guy. I, I loved Wrecker. I mean, I loved all the Bad Batch, but Wrecker in particular, and the way they they did him, and the way the lines they gave that guy, I, I loved him. <laughs> I, I just, loved him. It's just you can see the IQ scale, and it's basically from Wrecker to Tech, and that's that's your that's your clone oh, yeah, IQ yeah, yeah. scale totally. And totally. I also just love the way that like that tech interacts with Wrecker. They don't interact very like too often, but like when they are, it's always like tech basically talking to him. Like he's a child. <laughs> it's just, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like he's an oaf. There's no doubt yeah, about yeah, it. It's... I mean, you got like uh, the, the competition between crosshair and Wrecker. So uh, I thought the bad batch were, were awesome. And so my last moment clearly is when echo does make that, that choice to join him. Yeah. I, I thought it was perfect. I love that end shot with him and Rex, and you know they salute salute the captain. So, uh, just a a fantastic episode and a great close to a pretty awesome little arc for clones. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and now we know that you know, like Matt and I were talking about, kind of leading up and then through the first couple of episodes of the season, like, are we going to have an arc structure like we did with you know the original Clone War series, or are we going to have this one continuous storyline play out? And it does look like with the end of this, you know, with the with the end of Unfinished Business, we are going to have like at least a semi arc structure in place. So um, super excited for the next one. And we got a trailer for that. Um, right. This, right. So yeah. Ahsoka is coming back, everyone. Woohoo! Uh, Gone with a Trace is the episode. We got it. It wasn't even a clip. We just got a full on trailer because obviously she deserves one. I mean, Ahsoka, I think could be one of the biggest fan favorite characters out there i mean this is feloni's creation like creation yeah uh, i mean he he went on to create other canon characters for star wars that we know and love now but this was his his baby when he was still literally working under george and george was all in control this is what george allowed him to do i mean it's huge i mean he gave he gave fucking Anakin Skywalker a Padawan. Who would have ever thunk it? Yeah, never in it, my life, like, right. having seen the prequels and then the original trilogy. It, was and I like, can oh. tell you, dude, I don't know if you remember this or you're even old enough to give a shit, but when it was announced that uh, shit, they were doing the, the cartoon in general, people were fucking pissed. I remember, yeah. <laughs> and then when they found out that Anakin was getting a Padawan, I mean, they're, they're going to riot. So, I mean, in the end, we all fucking suck. We've always sucked, and we will continue to suck. <laughs> Just keep making the fucking movies. Oh, man. So we can keep sucking. But anyways, I, I love that Ahsoka's coming back. As you said, uh, I, I'd say it for at least the next four episodes, three on the short end, we are going to get caught up with the uh, Jedi that 
essentially put herself in self-exile. She's going to be hanging out down in the underworld of Coruscant, where she's going to kind of meet up and befriend a pilot called Trace Martez. But then Trace's sister, Rafa, is going to get her mixed up into some sort of uh, droid building. So yeah. um, I think that's kind of a synopsis of what we're going to get in with episode one. So I'm, I'm just guessing we're going to get reacquainted with Ahsoka, meet these new characters. Ahsoka is going to kind of be ingratiated with them. Something's going to happen that Ahsoka is going to have to look awesome, but she's probably not going to tell anyone why she's awesome yeah i mean this is essentially her introduction to the underworld and probably yeah you know her first step towards fulcrum like becoming fulcrum in in star wars rebels and this huge underground resistance leader and stuff like that so um yeah really cool in the trailer the, it is funny because they're like do you have any tricks and they, she's like, yeah, I, I guess you could say that <laughs> or something, some, something to that effect. Well, yeah, she, she's fighting. They're like, where the hell did you learn to do that? And she, mm-hmm. she's not going to tell him. It even says it in the write-up. I mean, she's going to keep her Jedi stuff a secret. But we do know at some point in time she is coming across Anakin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kenobi. The clones. And then uh, she... So is, is, this a, is this 11 or a 12-er season? I think it's 12 and then we also know that she makes it like she ends up on Mandalore. Oh yeah, like she's oh, got yeah. she's gonna be traveling a bit. Oh yes. <laughs> like, so uh, like I said, we, this is probably gonna be a three to four arc with Ahsoka in in these new characters, just establishing Ahsoka as a Jedi in exile. This is what she's doing and what she's up to. She still kind of feels the pull to help people essentially. Yeah. Then we're probably going to get another three to four where she has to link back up with the Jedi for some reason. I think it's. I think you're going to have like an arc convergence once she gets to Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's it's going to form its own arc from there. But you're right. It's probably it's not going to be a hard cut like what we're more than likely going to get now. By hard cut, I mean when uh, Episode Five airs on Friday, it starts right with Ahsoka. There's there's no even. 10 second scene about the 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 clones coming back to Coruscant or something no like that. yeah this is going to be all focused on Ahsoka no where back. where this going into when she links up with the Republic again I think like Nick said could potentially feel more like all right we're this this is a direct continuation I mean this arc could literally be the rest of the season yeah right yeah, legitimately could be now that Ahsoka's or back in the Or maybe fold. they save like the last two for just Ahsoka on Mandalore. Could. I mean, that would be an interesting way to end this one out is like if that is where, you know, her confrontation with with Maul happens is like Right, cuz that it. that was like the big the big money shot in the trailer was their showdown. Yeah, and it makes sense to it would it would make more sense to have like Anakin and Ahsoka meet up while Ahsoka's still on Coruscant than having like Ahsoka go to Mandalore. And then, I mean, it, it would make sense. Oh, yeah. Then like Anakin also gets called in because like, you know, Darth Maul is here. What the fuck? And then they all come back around and they, they find Ahsoka. And well, I dude, I honestly think the, the Mandalore stuff may be happening right at the change. Yeah timeline wise in terms of like the empire is literally popping up yeah like, like right between revenge of the sith is almost over when that's what i'm hoping at least like the last episode or two of, of clone wars final season is actually going to be 
kind of a, a lead mini in. sequel, a mini sequel of sorts to Sith. Yeah, yeah, that would be really, really fucking interesting if they did that. Um, but we'll yeah, I, you're right. I mean, Anakin's not getting mixed up in this shit he, right now. He's essentially embroiled in the battle over Coruscant, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is then going to turn, and maybe that's why they get linked up again. Maybe when the fucking separatists all show up, that's what it's going to be, dude. Yeah, when the separatists show up, when all the right Sep <laughs> show up, I mean, even Ahsoka is probably going to be like, "Oh fuck, I should go." Yeah, because we I have never... to help because she's going to feel compelled to defend these people now, the underworld. Yeah, like we never get to see if there was actually a ground invasion of Coruscant by the CIS. All we see is what's happening in the air. Well, in the Gennady ones, there yeah, there, technically is, right? Because that's how they, they grab That's how they grab Palpatine. Palpatine, but yeah. So in the in like the actual, like in the film and then in canon. the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, canon. canon. Like there, there was no right. known ground assault. But now that we saw... You know, Ahsoka with essentially her own squadron of troops in the original trailer for the new season of Clone Wars, you assume that, like, she may be taking these clones down to the underworld to defend against some sort of CIS invasion. So, right. Um, could be fucking cool. We'll see. I don't know. That, that's that's kind of what I'm going to lean on right now. I'm going to say the way she gets mixed back with her buddies is through the Clone War. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come in the Coruscant in particular. Yeah, makes total sense. The Mandalore stuff is still inter- interesting to think about. I mean, they're either sending her with Kenobi because he had a, a ton of threads on Mandalore. Or she's going to be on her own and it truly will either be directly during the Battle of Coruscant or soon after the fall of the Republic. Yeah. Like immediately after, if not while the Republic is crumbling. Yeah. Like during Order 66. Exactly. Exactly. That would be really cool. I would, I really do hope we get to see like a time jump like that to where we see what happens to Ahsoka during and post Order 66. Because that's a huge thing. Hell yeah, dude. So, you, you have to show Ahsoka through 66, so that's why I'm saying I think we are going to get either a concurrent or a slight sequel-ish story just Ahsoka to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So There's another one, motherfuckers. Take that one to the bank, too. <laughs> Cha-ching! I'm throwing him out left and right tonight because I had a week off. I was like, he's hot. Matt, Matt's coming in with all these ideas. Boom. Everything Boom. is fresh. Boom. <laughs> and the best part is, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know for a fact none of them will come true. Probably not. Because <laughs> I, I, I pride myself on missing by miles. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what we but do. But I have good Wars feels on these. I, I have good feels on these ones. And I, I haven't cheated it and looked at the unfinished episodes, by the way. Oh, okay. So you stopped. You stopped looking at that. Okay. Yeah, I never. I actually never watched those. I'm glad I. I didn't want to watch them. I think it was during my ban of all things Star Wars. Still, I don't know. For some reason, I didn't watch them. Yeah, you. You. You specifically called them out, and you're like, they. They were out there. They exist. But okay. Yeah. I, yeah, they're up on StarWars.com. I mean, it was. It wasn't like some asshole stole them. They're yeah. just. They're like, eh, hey, fuck it. We're probably never gonna do it here. Look at this unfinished show well there it is now it's getting fucking finished i didn't watch them either so i have no clue what's what's coming next but i i've i've heard you know through the grapevine that it sounds like ahsoka's thread might have been changed a bit at least the underworld stuff and in, in the people she meets it probably had to be changed just due to the fact that her character continued in rebels like you, you know her character yeah. found a home and an arc through rebels that required her to be in the underworld at mm-hmm. some point so um, 
I can't wait. Yeah, I, I'm excited shit. for this one, and and you know it will be uh, or I'll be slapping down the videos on Friday from self quarantine day yeah. seven or eight. Gone with the trace. On Friday, I actually will be at one o'clock. I have my intro walk to my new home. So, um, oh, so he, he's definitely gonna get fucking the virus. Yeah. So, so everything is still going on plan with that. <laughs> I also have other obligations at that time too. Working. I also have the the intro walk, so lots of shit happening for me while I'm under work from home lockdown. But you know what? I'm glad we have Star Wars content. You know, for those of you out there who want to see Tross and Ho- at home, like Matt mentioned, they dropped the movie early on Vudu and digital, so you can get it there. Um, you have the Clone Wars content to watch. You can also get the whole Skywalker saga now. There's the bundle out on Vudu. You can buy that. And then if you're just a fan of Disney, Disney gave you another present. They released Frozen 2 early on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't seen that yeah, yet. I already, I already we, we owned that on Voodoo weeks ago. There you go. The kid today, literally, because we're keeping her home too. What's the point of sending our kid to daycare? Oh, no. Now? That is like a fucking disease yeah. fest. Like the daycares, they're all like, hey, we're still open. We're still open. So I'm like, fuck off. It's like, no, you're a psycho. I mean, if, if mom and dad kids. have been told to stay home, then kid's not going there either. No. But I mean, then she has to mill around our workstations and... Today she's down here, started Frozen 2, and then rolled back into the classic Frozen, all on Disney+. Plus. I saw Frozen, the original one, for the first time this weekend. I have not seen that movie until this weekend. It was pretty yeah, good. It's not bad. It's not bad. Pretty good. So I, I, do, like, I do like Frozen, I'm not going to lie. But it's <laughs> mostly because of my kid, and now I have kid and music memories, and get, I get all fucking emotional and shit. Yeah. Like, we did the, the Frozen sing-along at Disney. Oh, yeah. I didn't do like that. You literally pack into a theater. We were all spraying COVID-19 <laughs> on each other. Dude. But we all sat there and sang fucking Frozen That's songs like motherfuckers, dude. literally the worst place you could ever be in a pandemic. Oh, yeah. We were, we were all enclosed in a theater, and we are like, let it go. Let it go. Oh, man. And I was just like, oh, we're, we're going to die, but I guess my kid's having a good time. Yeah, Matt, Matt everybody listening now that is where matt caught the plague of of the 20 100 percent. like i'm not like I, I fuck around but i'm not i mean i i got in a plane like an ass wipe flew to tampa which already had confirmed cases so got it immediately once i hit that airport yep then from there went right up to orlando spread it at the hotel resort Started the day at Galaxy's Edge, shoulder to shoulder to probably a thousand people. So it's just like boop, 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 like ninja running over all our fucking heads and faces <laughs> and jumping into our orifices. And, and let, let's be real. I mean, Disney World is an internationally visited theme park. This is before all the fucking bands were laid down, too. Yeah. It's And they closed the park three days after I was there. So fuck. <laughs> that, that is a, a card-carrying member of the COVID-19 uh, yeah, club. It's hard times. Like, I'm like, is that shortness of breath or am I just going fucking crazy? Yeah. You know? I, I mean, <laughs> what, what a world to be alive in, my friend. Here we but are. But at least we got, we got new Star Wars and the Clone Wars and shit like that. And we have everyone's favorite segment of the Star Wars time show. I'm talking Everyone grandmothers grandfathers dogs cats goldfish trouser snakes (laughs) everyone loves the star wars time show top five star wars fan artist features of the week the top five the top five the top five that's right but before we get into that you know i like to do the 
the new little uh, pre-top five come mentions, if you will. These are the, uh, you know, people interact with us now. It's weird. I still don't get it. I don't know why anyone would want to listen to us. Although, Nick, I'm not going to lie. When I flew down to Florida, I didn't have an episode of Stern saved. Yeah. But I, I, I do have our show. Yes, I am vain. So he, I download our Matt I, is I, a I subscribe to our show on <laughs> iTunes and it automatically downloads new episodes. So I caught, I caught a new episode. I, I rarely listen to full episodes. I listen to plenty, trust me, because I, I mix all this shit. But I listened to a full episode, and considering that I, I was the one that talked on a lot of it, and you, and I've already had the conversation in my head, when I listened to it, though, I didn't feel compelled to immediately turn it off and stab my ear holes. I know, right? I, I told, so like... I put it's on, not. It's not that bad. I put on the episode with when you know with Taylor and I one hundred and one when we were driving home in the car. She's like, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to myself talk. I was like, Look, I used to listen to all of our episodes because when you do that, you get to find little dumb shit that you do, or you get to tweak oh, yeah, yourself to clean, and like, clean shit up. You right. know, you find ways to improve your speech and whatever you're doing while you're podcasting. I mean, ask Nick. At the end of every show, I almost go like, oh, fuck, I felt like I was slurring or sounding yeah. like an <laughs> asshole there. I spit my mouth at times. I fucking blow. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's just the side effect of talking for almost two hours or over two hours <laughs> on a podcast. Like, you know, shit like that will happen. But, yeah, I mean. That's the other thing. Do you even, at the end of the show... Do you even remember what the fuck you said? Oh, most of the time I don't. Like, I'll listen right. to it and be like, oh, God, I didn't even fucking realize that. We're yeah, there are times I, I, I get little panic attacks. I'm like, did I say something that could get me fired? <laughs> like, did I fucking say the wrong thing at this point in time finally? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a minefield when you're talking for this long about yeah, <laughs> you, know. you just don't know. You don't know. Because I, I heard Howard talking about He's like, I'm on the air for four hours. He's like, I have no clue and I should not be responsible for what i say on the show no yeah it's different if you're doing i I just he's like i'm just riffing and that's what nick and i do it's not like we have no notes all we do we have a few articles pinned up and then we just word vomit after that it's like so anyway speaking of uh getting out some words here and that's the first time i did speaking of so as nick was speaking of when you listen to the show you try to eliminate some of your bad behaviors and mine the biggest is my transitional and that's speaking of dude Speaking of, so anyways, before we get into the top five, I do I do have a few mentions from the people that do interact, and please keep it coming. Emails, DMs, hit it up. Uh, we're thinking about some new things. We've got some ideas from the fans. Uh, I think it was Sir Dork recommended that uh, I'm going to critique one of my shots again on this show because Nick's doing this new rotation with honorable mentions, and then Matt makes fun of himself. Uh, but Sir Dork's like, yo, dude, I would love it if you would break down one of my shots, and I'm going to oh. Okay. Ooh. I mean, we do that every week on the top five. But like actual, like a critique. Okay. Like, I, like, like how I essentially shred myself and, you know, want to go jump off a bridge. Like he, I think he was implying, bring it, you know, give me a fair criticism. Wow. Don't be, don't be a, a jerk off, but, but bring it. So, you know, stuff like that, or I, I think we're getting to the time where we might be able to do a, ask us anything again, where you guys submit questions and, and we answer them on an episode. Uh, but stuff like that. I mean, uh, we'd like to get everyone more involved. I think that's the best way to build the community, spread the community. Nick and I essentially want to be kind of like COVID-19, but yeah. not a shitty fucking virus. Yeah, not, not we killing be, people. 
yeah, we want to be the COVID-19 of Star Wars podcasts in terms of our spread and our reach. Yeah, I like that idea. So in, in I'll have to have, yeah, we'll have to have conversations about this, this, you know, break down my shot. I think, I, I, think I, I think we actually have a channel in Slack, yeah, called Fan Suggestions. Yeah. There we go. So we can, we can riff on that a oh, little yeah. bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Spencer, Baron's Black Series, he submitted a, a monthly feature of top custom figures. I saw that one. I like that idea. Which was pretty cool. Greg, Greg you submitted an idea for, top, for a fan submitted <laughs> the top fan five. submitted top five. And the first thing I said was, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick shot that down. Like, no. You got to remember, everyone, the top five is this is Nick's segment. You know? Yeah, I mean, no. This is his... This is his domain. I already I'm I walk on eggshells even now when I'm doing the mention segment before the top five because I feel like he wants to reach through the mic and step on my balls. Look, man, top five uh, is a segment of integrity, Greg. I've said this yeah. multiple times. You can't just open it up to the fans. It's gonna be a free for all. And all you're <laughs> yeah, gonna do it, is it, vote for yourself. It all would the be time. bedlam. <laughs> it would be. Here, here's what I said. I I just said not sure how that would work. And Nick's like, yeah, not doing a fan submitted top five. And then I replied with a laughing emoji. Yeah. Like, yep, you got it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think Jared of like having me critique pe- critique shots like I do my own would be fun if they're up for it. Yeah, if I think it. if we're going to do that, what we would do is we would we would source basically one artist a week. This may not be oh, how that, it yeah, works. They would have to be one. They would have to want yeah, to, do have to, want to would, do it. You have to want to do it. You would have to volunteer. I'm not just going to pick shit no. and be like, because if you want to do that, I... I would just pull up our, our hashtag every day and be like, look at this shit people are tagging. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a fucking asshole. No, don't so. do that. Like, we would have to be in contact. It would be one <laughs> artist a week. We would be in contact. And then they would submit the shot that Matt critiques. Oh, oh yeah, totally. And then, you know, prepare to have your, your asshole fucking destroyed. Yeah. I mean, what do you do if, like... In a good way, though. In a good way. What if you do if, like, fucking plastic action was like i want to be critiqued like what can you say to play like a plastic action <laughs> nothing and, and that's a point like I, I don't want it to seem like i'd go out of my way to be a dick that's not the point but if you send me a shot and you're like yo i want you i want your honest professional opinion, i'm gonna give it yeah, yeah. oh fuck that, that's those are, that's strong word artist right there, artist bro. commentary yeah something like that like if you want my honest opinion i will give it to you because I, I don't think there's a lot of people that are fully honest on instagram especially in toy photography trust me um but anyways uh, a few mentions real quick Th- this one was very flattering it comes from a noah cray i don't even know if he listens to a show or if he's just a fan of haywood pop but whatever fucking haywood pop within the star wars time show it all works out but this dude motherfucking drew, like, made a painting of one of my toy photography I, shots. Yeah, I remember you showing that to me. That's All right, and I, I've seen this done before for other people, and I've always been a little jealous. I was like, man, I'd love someone to do that. So, Noah Cray, thank you. You 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 checked off a little bucket list moment there for me. I do appreciate it. It was, it was one of my recent Hot Toys Crate Luke shots. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It looks really fucking good. Another one here. I love this just because this fan is clearly in the pack of assholes. Uh, they know how to communicate. This is Star Wars Toys 73. Uh, but immediately, must have heard the episode where we were wondering if we were international. But here, here is the intro, and this is what hooked me right here. This is why I love this person. You ball bags. <laughs> that, that's, that's the opening. There we go. You ball bags. Of course you have international listeners. I'm from Australia. 
lot of you know that place that was on fire then flooded now straining under the great dunny paper shortage of 2020 oh man i love you two jerk offs and i love the show that is excellent i love it (laughs) you know what i'm talking about like those are the type of people that would listen to the star wars time show it's beautiful right beautiful it is an uncivilized podcast indeed there's no doubt about it that is the type of fan feedback i like to get and then finally uh this is from matt jessup he's big in the funko pop photography community but uh he gave us uh Appreciate this a lot, gentlemen. Cool of you to honor the Funko picks amongst all the Star Wars greatness you feature. You ought to get some merch, shirts, decals. I'd always be good for something like that. Thanks again. Be well. Well, Matt, you've heard my stance on that shit. Until I feel we're actually popular, like legit popular, I would never uh, ask people to uh, buy shit. Foist our wares uh, on somebody. Right. Uh, uh, Nick did say if we hit 5,000, he's going to get some hats, and you know we'll probably make you buy that type of shit. So we've already gone against our word. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't feel we're big enough yet. So that's really, that's up to you and the rest of the, the other assholes out there, the, the, the asshole pack of the Star Wars I, time show. I f- to spread let's go i feel like the, the perfect piece of merch for us not not just because of what's going on right now but because of how we have branded ourselves would be toilet paper with the star wars time logo printed on the <laughs> <laughs> printed on oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there are people that would probably like to wipe our faces in their shit. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Like, that, that's how these heathens think that listen to the show. Oh, yeah. Just, Especially just, once we start doing the artist critiques, then they'll really want to put Matt all over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking burn, burn my house. Down. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it, it's, it, in all seriousness, if you do listen to the show a lot, you want to interact, chime in on the socials, hit us up. We're predominantly on IG, but I know Nick kind of – scans facebook twitter at this point's mostly dead for us we just need to buy a bunch of bots so we don't look silly over there i know right we just gotta up the Uh, follower count so all of so (laughs) if you ever see our twitter followers go up drastically we definitely paid for them and we're not gonna hide that yeah that is coming straight from like a thai like a you know a taiwanese click farm or whatever russian russian bot farm we'll we'll be trolling fuckers on facebook Well, we'll we'll be like the one of the biggest fucking political bot hotbeds out there with all our fucking bots. Yeah. <laughs> we fucking. Oh, oh fuck. All right, man, do it. Let's get into that top five. Who did you pick? And then I can't wait to see what I have to do to myself. <laughs> the top five this week. This is this is a very good top five. This was it's it's funny because I was going through and there was a ton of good shit here, and at one point I had two or three pictures open from the same artist. I was like, oh man. Something has gone awry here. I have to close some of these out and, and, and do a little bit of curation. Because usually, Oof. I don't even look that, at... That's my bad, man. But I, do, I also blame it on the fucking assholes. Because yeah. like they're putting out so much good work that I am now compelled to... Because I used to have a system where if you got shared a week prior, you probably weren't getting shared again because I was going to find something. These days... You fuckers are putting out so much quality. It is, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, this is why my queue is forever 50+. plus. Yeah. So there's some people are like, oh, hey, it's been a while. Well, hey, chill the fuck out. 
We're I have, I have a large archive of shots to share, man. It goes back like a week or two at this point. Yeah. So we're, you know. calm down. But let's go. We need new blood in there. I, I do see new blood every day, but with more and more. Hashtag Star Wars Time Show tag at Star Wars Time and Show. And we have some, you know, we ha- I think we have one new member of the top five this week, so we'll get to it. But first off, we're starting out with at Frangle Art on Instagram. We found this guy, I think it was late last year, and he just does some fucking fantastic killer Killer. vector art, like, you know, some digital painting, vector artwork on, you know. I mean, it looks like like an animation cell, like literally a a cut strip of a Clone Wars animation. We're we're looking at Captain Rex with his sexy blonde, white blonde hair. Uh, He's got his helmet under his arm. It looks like he's, you know, on a Star Destroyer somewhere. Dude, this is interesting because, like, he... What it looks like Frangle did was like he made Rex and then he photoshopped Rex almost like a oh, yeah. semi digirama type of deal. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at look at Nick. Nick is learning all the technique names and probably the techniques. At one point in time, he it will just subconsciously start <laughs> doing toy photography. It, it may happen. I just I'll, look, I'll wake you up are. I, I was I, I was just about to say. I was like, you know what? This, this is almost a a digital digital digirama yeah yeah it's it's really fucking cool what what frangle pulled off but that that's what makes the drawing pop so much it's it is that black hard line that frames rex that uh, does still kind of make it feel like it still is an animated cell yep yep and i mean this looks like something that would come almost straight out of like galaxy adventures galaxy of adventures shorts on oh, yeah. Star Wars oh yeah Kids oh yeah YouTube, oh yeah so. no this is beautiful this guy again this is someone that every week or anytime he puts out something star wars it it's more than likely going to go in the folder and probably going to get shared yeah i mean if you just go on uh frangle's page huge following already and he's got a ton of different focuses a lot of stuff around black widow has been uh his recent stuff so black widow you see um, you see some of a lot of the the Phoenix Squadron guys, Thrawn. You get to see you know a lot of different types. I, I love so. the Thrawn. The Thrawn was a, it was toss up between Rex and Thrawn. I think with who I was going to share. Yeah, I mean both of them are fantastic, but I really yeah. do think that like given you know Rex's look and then like his you know popularity right now because oh of yeah Thrawn yeah, that, that, yeah see. That's that's what I was thinking too, buddy. There we go. We're on the same wavelength here. Matt and I are that, that's connected. That's why it happens. That's why it happens. Connected through the force. So at Frangle Art, F R A N G L E Art on Instagram, fantastic follow. The dude is an absolute magician when it comes to digital, you know, digital painting, vector art, whatever you want to call it. We're too stupid to understand it, but Frangle does it. Incredibly but we're not bad. dumb enough to understand it looks badass. Exactly. That's all we need to know is how cool it looks. So earlier, you know, right before we kicked it off, I said when I was picking the top five, I had a couple of pictures open from the same guy. <laughs> and it was from our good friend here in the top oh, yeah. five, Triple P, Papa Palpatine Photography. And he had two killers this week. One of them was of the Mando kind of holding oh, his gun God. up to. Oh, my God, dude. But the, I mean, he's, he's never ending. The, the guy is a, a never ending factory of, of killer Star Wars toy photography. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, any genre he shoots is is just excellent, but I don't know where the guy gets the time to do all this. Because look at this setup, like the one where we're, we're talking about Triple P's recent battle droid shot, and anyone that has shot these motherfuckers know that they're kind of they're kind of cunty, <laughs> right? Like look look how skinny their little ass legs are. Yeah, I mean I, 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 he clearly has the benefit of some mud here to kind of stick him in. 
uh, but just getting them all lined up. And I do believe Papa doesn't create layers here, meaning this is all the same figure, right, Nick? Like he just sets them up in different spots and then yeah. uh, wipes away parts of one layer to expose the other. I think he has all these fucking figures. He sets them all up. He creates the poses. I mean, he's got the new heavy B1s in there with the big-ass guns. And they're just... It's hard to make B1s look badass, and this shot from Papa achieves that. Yeah, that's that was primarily my reason for picking this one over Mando is because we've seen a ton of great Mando shots. Like, they all look good, but... It is like it's it's honestly it's hard to fuck up a Mando shot. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, but like, it's, with, a, it's a great looking figure, and the character's even better. With with B ones, like you mentioned, like they're inherently goofy fodder for for the Star Wars. Well, I, I I have come to love the B one. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean they're fun. Characters. I, I do love it as a character. I, I love I love Roger from uh, Freemaker. Adventures. I mean, that's probably why I like the B one so much. But but. Uh, he, they are hard to look cool. Yeah. And these look fucking rad. Yeah. Like, I, I would be actually afraid if this squadron of B1s rolled up on me. Like, usually I'd just be like, oh, my God. You could, like, fucking throw boba <laughs> balls at these and they would kill them. <laughs> Even their fucking eyes are lit up all red. I mean, yeah. they, they look like they have, the, you know, Spider-Man's Terminate, Terminator mode enabled or whatever. Yeah, it's fucking sick, dude. So... Um, yeah, Papa really was able to take B1 battle droids and make them look bad fucking ass. Excellent. And that's, Excellent. that's just Papa for you. So It's what he does, though. I mean, it's literally what he does. Yeah. At Papa underscore Palpatine underscore photography. I don't know if there's anybody listening who's not following this guy already. He's an absolute genius. 22,000 followers plus. So Well, Nick, I mean, hopefully there are a bunch of new people. A bunch listening. of new, yes. We need right? the new listeners. All of because you motherfuckers we, are inside now. Y'all are all quarantined. There is right. no reason for you to what not be listening. What else is there listening. to do? So, yeah. You've already blown through everything on Netflix, Disney Plus. You know you've done it. Yeah. So, tune in. There's over 100 episodes of the Star Wars Time show proper now on StarWarsTime.net. Go tune in. Go start from episode one. Oh, yeah, the old one. ones, uh, I need to delete those so we quit getting charged money for it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, we got, we'll wipe those out. They're still on YouTube. That's a lot now. of storage to delete there. Oh, yeah, all the YouTube shit yeah. is still there. Still on YouTube, so go check it out there. Uh, so Papa Palpatine Photography, a staple of the top five, a staple of the Star Wars Time show, and a good friend of the show. Thank you, Papa. Next up is our new entry to the top five. And this shot here, I mean, I know I've seen this shot. This is the, or I've seen this, this figure before. You used this before. This is a tormented Anakin Skywalker from Wretched This is the Hive. best. This is the best use of that goofy ass face. And next, we're talking about uh, the shots from Wretched Hive, like Nick said. But the figure is the figure arts Anakin with the the screaming face. Yeah. Uh, I, the one that Nick made me talk about uh, the last time he made me break down a shot. Yes, exactly. It's that same fucking goofy face, you know, where I had mine going like, ah, you know, it looks like he's, he's got to take a, a shit or he's in the process of dropping a huge turd. But Wretched actually uses it artfully and you've got Vader behind him kind of out of focus. You got a nice mix of blue and red light there. You got some atmosphere. It looks like he added some soft proofing on the on the post mix here. It's just it's a fantastic shot of of Anakin's duality. You got Anakin and then obviously his 
his walking prison in his Vader armor behind them. I love that. How you, the walking prison. I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 the, and the scream on his face and the hand up on his head, just that is that is what Anakin feels like every moment in his suit. And that's what the comic books do so well. Uh, they're, they're the only things that really give you a peek into the mind of Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader. And that's exactly what he feels every fucking second of his life. Yeah. And th- that that torment and pain and anguish. And that's what Wretched Hive fucking nailed here. I mean, nailed it. And uh, I thought Wretched was tagging us before uh, he wasn't. I remind him of that because he actually, I think he hit up Haywood Pops like, hey, man, you, you, your shit's looking pretty good. I said, wow, that's that's nice. Thanks. I think it sucks. <laughs> I was like, I love your fucking work, man. Why aren't you tagging Star Wars Time Show? So he's doing it now. But uh, I mean, this shot is, I love I know. this. Because like, you, you basically called out everything. It's a very, I don't want, like, no, I, in my mind, no toy photography is simple. But like, if you look at this shot, you could you could say like, you know, it's a pretty simplistic shot. But what really makes it is the the meaning behind it and like the, exactly, you know, it's artfully done. I mean, there's there's not a lot of trickery here. I mean, hell, this more than likely is in a dark room with a black background. You probably have the lights to the left of the figures one the white light behind vader it looks like a red light closer to anakin and i'm guessing a blue light on the right side and then there's possibly some atmosphere aerosol going on here yeah Uh, and then what makes it look even softer is i'm assuming wretched hive put on some soft proofing in in post yeah i mean it's a Uh, it's just it's fucking a beautiful shot that is a about a horrific thing yeah exactly so fantastic representation of Anakin i was Skywalker. describing it very nice until i ended with thing, thing. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes uh, you can't find all those words after two, two hours and 15 minutes of douche <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know words are tough sometimes but uh, uh blah 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 art speak art speak thing <laughs> At wretched.hive on Instagram. Go give this man a follow. Excellent follow. I mean, it's yeah. another one. Pretty much every shot is is A-OK. Yeah. I mean, he's got a really fucking awesome heavy Mando shot on there as well recently. So give him a follow. Good shit. Good shit all around. Um, next up is our good buddy. Our good buddy, South P24. And he makes it into the top five with a really fucking cool Hell yeah. Phoenix Squadron shot. Minus Zeb, who knows where Zeb is? But we got Kane, and, and that's what that's what it, I, I think that's why South P did the shot. I mean, his caption was an, an, yeah, incomplete, an incomplete team, team, but still a force to be reckoned with. Exactly. So. You know, sometimes people will run. You have to run an incomplete Phoenix Squadron and Squigo because you can only have five per team. No, that is very true. Maybe that's the method Hasbro employed when they figured out who they're going to pick. But yeah, so yeah, does have, seem odd to leave out the the full on hairy looking purple sort of Wookiee alien. Yeah, exactly. But we still have Hera. We still have Kanan. We have Sabine with helmet on, and we have Ezra and Chopper there as well. And what are they doing? They're fucking taking on a squadron of stormtroopers yeah it's like a it's like a poster shot it you know? is so, yeah. Yeah, ezra's kind of suspended in midair you got the lovers together with my man chop you got sabine essentially blowtorching motherfuckers blasting dudes in the face it, it is this it's kind of like that pose like bam we, we we're phoenix squad yeah it is it's like it, if there was a rebels movie poster this would be it 
Like you have Zeb in or, there somewhere. If there was a Star Wars version of Voltron, <laughs> this is essentially this is what they would look like before they all jump into their individual vehicles and formed, and formed the, yeah. the, the singular unit. Yeah, you know, Mecha Mecha Ghost. Oh, dude, that would be sick. I, <laughs> I think that would. They did make Star. They did make Star Wars Transformers at one point in time. Oh my god, I was like, not I I, I have a Millennium Falcon that turns into a fucking robot upstairs. That's like pretty an officially licensed sick. deal. It's not like some bullshit bootleg <laughs> but yeah and no, i i just i did like what, what paul did here at the lineup i do love that that squad shot as i call it yeah it just good little good, good posing there uh nice capture beautiful so at south p24 on instagram repping star wars rebels repping phoenix squadron get on it give them a follow good stuff all right Last in the top five for this week before we get to our... This is nice. I like this. Yeah. Our Haywood Pop Shot breakdown right after this. We got Robles Scott, R-O-B-L-E-S-S-C-O-T-T. motherfucker. I saw the tip of my shot for the first time. So what we have here with for Robles Scott is we got the heavy Mando standing on a pile of bodies. Pile of bodies. Fucking holding his chain gun and just ripping through bitches. I love this shot. I love his captions too. Pile of junk. Like I love it. Yeah, that's exactly what Heavy would say too. Because that guy, you know, he didn't he didn't mince words with our boy Din. He just kind of lets people know how he feels. And he definitely let these bucketheads know how he felt. I do... And I'm not going to lie, and people have done this, getting those bodies to pile up like that is no easy task. Yeah. Because these still are pretty rigid pieces of plastic, so you have to bend those joints the way they bend and almost puzzle piece these fuckers together to pile them like that. So that, that to me, is impressive posing. Yeah, just... just if he got the fucker to stand on them with nothing else, that's also a, a very solid skill that toy photographers have in, in the balance, you know, using the force to balance these little cocksuckers uh, without using wires that you have to worry about wiping or tack or this, that, and the other. Thing. I was going to ask if you if you think he got that. Because if he, if he was able, if Robles Scott was able to do that, that is very impressive. Because look, I think he's using the uh, grenade pouch kind of as like a little wedge on the forward foot. Yeah, I could see that. I saw that. Like, those like, those okay. are little tricks. But even Nick, that could be enough with potentially his his chain gun ammo uh, kind of being a prop on the purge trooper. Yeah, these are tricks that could be enough to keep him in place without a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So Robles, if you're listening, let us know. Did you actually get that to stand up there, or did you use some? behind the scenes trickery to right. to you know I'm I'm going with this is a this is a motherfucking freestanding heavy that that makes it which is impressive all yeah all the more impressive it's my it's my fa- I think it's everyone's favorite way to do it because you you eliminate so much post nonsense you know making sure you can wipe the wire and and not you know completely smudge up the background that someone's going to be like uh, yeah clearly there was shit holding that up uh, I don't know. I just I I really like the shot. I like the tone. I like how it's it's uh, all darkened out. What the fuck's that called again on the sides? Damn feathering. It. Why am I? No, nope. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on this one. Oh, it's a way a vignette. Okay, yeah, it's vignetted. I like that. So it's kind of like the light is solely focused on the heavy, and it even gets darker down there towards the bodies. But I'm still I'm telling you that body pile up is impressive. Yeah. And I still don't have a fucking purge trooper, and it pisses me off. 
Gotta get on one. Gotta get one of those. It's, I fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I even I even bought Fallen Order, but I got it digitally, and I didn't get it at GameStop because I'm an asshole. I was like, oh, I'll be able to get the figure because that's how you got the figure. You had to buy had, the fucking game. You had to, to buy the, the physical game, man. What? But I thought the figure would just be out. And nope. That sucks. Have to get in on the scout market, I guess. Fuck that up. If anybody has an extra purge trooper, you know who is looking for one? Haywood Pop. Hit him up. But, thank uh, you, thank you, thank you. At Robles Scott, R-O-B-L-E-S-S-C-O-T-T on Instagram. Beautiful shot. Putting the heavy Mando where he likes to be on a pile of junk bodies. So good job. Um, that's the end of the top five this week, but like yeah, we said, it is a Haywood oh, no. pop shot breakdown oh, no. day. And it really is a Haywood pop, pop shot. It is. It's a pop shot. I, last <laughs> one, last one we did was the, was the Anakin figure arch, uh, figure that, that hot, wretched hive used up above. But this time we're going into Matt's past. Oh, oh shit. This is just only a year old. February 2019. Yeah. So this is a little bit older than a year. Ah, all right. So tell us what we're seeing here, Matt. What are we seeing and how did you pull this off? Uh, <laughs> wait, you're seeing, a, a, in my opinion now, a, a poor Digirama shot. A very poor Digirama shot of the Funko Pop vehicle. Of, of Kylo Ren sitting in his, whatever, the, the Interceptor, whatever he was driving in TLJ. Yeah, the silencer. High silencer, yeah. Uh, and like the backdrop, or it's all these fucking explosions and just muddy, mushy looking <laughs> shit. You can't even tell what it is. I mean, it just looks like a bunch of you know, <laughs> vomit or, or, or like a highlighter it just it's terrible like you you tell what the fuck is that are those fireworks i was gonna ask burn marks i was gonna ask you is that so it is a digirama so it's not actual fireworks in the background yes you know what it is i know what it is okay so is this where the ship was blowing up after he yeah right after he makes his strafing run like it's a very poor pixelated background for some reason (laughs) oh i know what it was it's because the god it's because the fucking ship the actual ship from the movie was in it. Oh, yeah. So you were trying to obscure it. <laughs> yeah, and I had a hard time wiping it out. And you can even see, like, the janky lines. Uh, like, from look at Kylo's head. Okay. Do you see those dark lines, like, coming out of his ears? Uh, like, it cutting through the explosion a bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so that, those are, like, very not good white marks. Like, me using an in-painting tool to try to wipe shit out. Okay. Like that's where the ship would have been. So yeah, that's I, hard I mean to the background. See, that's hard to see. Yeah. Okay. Well, if if you know what you're doing, you'd be like, "It's fucking stupid." <laughs> uh, and you can even see it. Like, look where I. So this thing has a clear stand, and I wiped it too. But look at the base of the picture. Okay. See how tiled the explosion looks there? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like it's basically the same the same part of the <laughs> image, just get it kept getting cloned over and over to overwrite the nonsense. But so it looks terrible. But but the background, like I, I just I blew it out with it looks like some sort of uh, maybe split toning or something in, in in whatever people would call Photoshop. <laughs> but look, I mean, look at the coloring. I mean, there, there's no black sky. You, could, you can't even tell they're in space. It's like <laughs> fucking orange up there in the corner, dude. I know. <laughs> but right? but what you've captured is an accurate representation of an explosion. With that in my mind, you're right. Like that, this is essentially the point where Nick is treating me like a kindergartner, and I just showed him a a picture with really <laughs> janky circles and crooked stick figure hands. 
He's like, well, you know, hey, you did your best. And <laughs> but what I so okay. like the lighting, the lighting on the ship and on Kylo, is that all practical lighting? All right, so did? yeah, again, this this little figure is sitting right in front of my 26 inch iMac. Okay. Uh, so the picture in the back would be that ex- the, the the ship exploding, the dreadnought, or no, the the rat is getting blasted, and then the the Funko Pop would have been sitting on a box in front of it, and then to kind of match the light of the what I thought would be the explosion behind them, I had two orange lights to the side, uh, as well as an overhead light to kind of give the, his the top of his head that hair that white shine there. Yeah, yeah. I think that looks the, good. I think the lighting of the figure and, and everything like that looks good. Yeah, I can, I'm not... Sometimes I'm all right with matching the lighting. It's just my concepts are fucking terrible. They're so basic and stupid. Like, I mean, this is just moron stuff to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just sitting in front of an explosion. It'll look like he's flying away. I mean, it doesn't look... It looks like he's just... It almost looks like I, I copy and pasted Kylo out and dropped them onto a background. <laughs> and it's not an actual picture of a figure with a background. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. not a lot of 3D going on here. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a very basic figure, like we've been talking about with Pops for a long time. Like, there's not a lot you can do with him. The, the Pop is how you see it, and you just have to make it work oh, yeah. with whatever yeah. you want to do with it. All you can do is twist his head. That's about it. You see a little screw there? That's all you get on this little fuck. Yeah. But, hey, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, that, that, those were my pop days. I mean, even, even my figure shots are pretty basic like this sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was a fun shot. It caught my eye when I was scrolling through <laughs> your feed. Um, so I, Probably because it's so fucking bright. It is. It's very bright. It is very bright. But I thought it was a fun shot. It's a, it's a, yeah, cool, hey. it's a cool That's little nice. Kylo shot. And also, I didn't know that this, like, this whole deal was one figure i thought that you may have like taken i didn't know that they had like the kylo no, attached no, to he's, the silencer. he's like glued in there and everything yeah, okay that, that's that's a whole thing and then like i said there'd be clear prongs coming off the bottom as a stand yeah so it was a fun it was a fun little picture here and it does kind of fit that representation of kylo blow after his mother's ship is blown up and Lay is sucked out into space and TLJ. Yeah, he's pulling away. He's like, wee. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you, man, I, the shit I see people do with Pops now, I, I, there are times where I – because I used to – I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I talk a lot of shit about myself, but there would be times I'd be like, damn, I'm, I'm fucking good at this. But yeah, I know that there's other people out there probably listening like, damn, I'm good at this. Trust me, you're probably not as good as you think. <laughs> or, you know, give yourself a little credit every now and then. You don't have to – you don't have to shit on yourself all the time. Yeah, don't be as – it's not healthy. Like, what I do is not healthy. Don't don't go as far Eeyore as me. Uh, but then, trust me, there there are some pop shots where I put out and be like, I am hot fucking shit. Dude, there was one. These motherfuckers just lining up their pops. They ain't got nothing on this. And I, now I look at some of my pop work. I'm like, ooh, boy. Did I did I have an inflated ego with my pop shots? There was some – you definitely have some some very good pop pop work. In your in your repertoire, who, who knows? Here and there, here and there. Maybe we'll see another one in two weeks when we re. Uh, yeah, convene. dude, have at it. I, I like this. <laughs> I mean, the further back in my portfolio you go, the the, the angrier and more cynical <laughs> I'll get. So <laughs> yeah, this was still a 2019 shot. I, I have not got back. But I probably not gonna lie. I probably took this shot towards the end of 2017 <laughs> because again, I mean, when TLJ came out in 2017, actually, I probably did take this when the movie came out. Yeah. Or shortly after. So, I mean, you're right. You are getting towards, yeah, that's, you know, 
Which, by the way, I am caught up on my backlog for the first time in four years, ever since I started this hobby. Holy shit. But here, here's the kicker and why I suck as a person. Now I have extreme pressure to get to shooting again. Because I haven't, I haven't had a, a shoot in probably a month. Hey, hey, you know what? You have reason to not <coughs> now. I mean, look, you, as long as you have content that you're putting out... Give yourself a breather. Pat yourself on a back. Well, I dude, IG, it's just it's got me all worked up. It really padded my ego yet again in 2020. For six weeks, I felt like, wow, people like me. IG likes me. My stuff's going places. But the last month, I'm right. I've I've been in jail all over again. So you're right. I probably should just not care. But I feel like <laughs> now it's like, oh, dude. When, when IG liked you, you're po- you're posting every day at uh, you know before nine nine a.m. East and then at ten p.m. East. Maybe maybe it thought you were on a schedule. Now that you're off it, you missed on vacation. It's penalizing you. You're like uh, like this is how fucking crazy IG has me. I, I'll see. So you're right. Maybe maybe I should just let my backlog go. Share all the shots I have processed. Still, I still have like a week's worth I could probably share. And then just see if I could handle not having a shot to share for a week straight. Based off of, I'm just scrolling through your feed. Based off of the trend that I'm seeing here, you have a muse that always gets good traction. Do you know what it is? What, Mando? No, it's JKR. Every time, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Every he's, time he's you post hot a JKR right shot, it's yeah. like it gets more than the ones around. Yeah, you're it. right. You're right. I don't know. I just IG has ruined a lot of this hobby for me. And I know people have said, "Hey man, don't worry about it. You're all right. It's not about the likes and shit. It, you're all full of shit. It is." You're still growing as a photographer. That's what would maybe oh, 100%, an interesting 100%, 100%. Would maybe an interesting segment a wrinkle to the segment that Jared um, you know, that, that Jared suggested is that we get a guest uh, you know, critiquer on some of Matt's recent work. We get we get somebody like you know, Jared, oh, or we get somebody like I don't like, know if I want these assholes Papa. shit talking my stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just some, Fuck that. some some artistic, you know, some artistic critiques on yeah. on some recent Haywood pop shots from from bad so work more or less from Black Series One Six, all of these killers, Sir Dork, Papa, you know, everything. Just you know, that could be another interesting wrinkle that we could explore as an additional segment to the top five. But for now, we have yeah, closed I'm gonna out. Put the top the, I'm going to put that in Nick's not going to fucking happen yeah. section with, <laughs> with Greg's top five fan submission. There we thing. go. Yeah, that could be a that could be a, a, a it's, it's, scrapped <laughs> idea. It's not even like I have thin skin. I could care less. I just I like to suck. <laughs> there we now. You got to the heart of it, everybody. We're Don't here. worry, my my stunt buddy friend. Who uh, I'm going to get on the show at some point this year if we don't all die. He kicks me in the teeth plenty with my toy photography. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, this guy, this guy treats me like I'm one of his stunt flunkies on set. You know, he just comes like it's not that there. There's no like people skills at all. It's just like, dude, why the fuck would you not do this and this and this? It sucks like this. It could have been way better. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I fucking blow. It's like, thanks, man. So, <laughs> thanks for so, your you know, opinion. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I can take it. <laughs> Although when he does it, I get fucking pissed, and he knows. <laughs> He's like, man, you're so fucking sensitive. It's like, it's it's not even that. It's just you. <laughs> There's something about you, motherfucker. You drive me nuts. But as Nick said, we have wrapped 
as expected, 220 with my gabby ass back in the chair. I mean, there's no. I, although I, I'll applaud you guys, you did an hour and a half almost. We did, think, yeah, so. we did all, yeah, right at. That's not bad. So that means if all three of us did this, we would be at a four-hour show. It essentially would be the Stern show at that point in time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we we just need to get someone to work what Fred does with all the sound effects. And I'm telling you, if, if I could figure that out. I would start doing that right now because I think that would definitely set us apart from other podcasts. <laughs> we'd probably get sued and this, that, and the other thing. But I, I, it is something I've been thinking about. If I can get uh, figure out a way to get it in the garage band without turning in editing into a complete nightmare, I may do it. But for now, we must say goodbye. I need to go eat. Uh, it's getting late here in the East. It's COVID time. Lockdown. Speaking of being locked down, speaking of speaking of, right? There's, there's an inside joke for the Star Wars Time Show faithful. But anyways, people, if you are locked down, you, you need something to do, or you know someone that is locked down, and they need something to do, and they happen to like Star Wars, guess what? You have the greatest gift you could give them during a quarantine, and that is the gift of the Star Wars Time Show. And all you have to do to give them this gift is go to StarWarsTime.net or just tell them, hey, have you ever heard about StarWarsTime.net? No? Well, why don't you check it out? And when they check it out, they'll find the subscribe to podcast link in the top right. And then they can pick whatever platform they want, including YouTube, which you can also get to from StarWarsTime.net. And once you're subscribed, the best way to spread this thing, unlike COVID, is to social distance yourself by sharing it through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, hell, get on YouTube and make a video about it. Start spreading the Star Wars Time Show around. If people are going to be locked up, they need to be entertained, or they at least need to be made more stupid. And you can accomplish that by giving them the Star Wars Time Show experience, right? There's always time for Star Wars time, even during a pandemic. We'll give you something to do, if anything else, or at least someone else to hate in this world, right? We all need somebody to hate. Why not hate Matt and Nick from the Star Wars Time Show? Just remember, though, if you listen to the show, the Force will be with you always. Always.